I can't see how you could be a real man and wear a mask. So, pretty much, like I said, the reason why I think girls can't be gay is for that exact reason. It's because somebody has to be dominant. Yeah, there's a lot of close control, but yeah. Right. I mean, I don't want to sound uh, shy to this, but I mean, majority of relationships are taken over by the man anyway. I mean, mm. Today is June 23rd, 12.05 p.m. Um, today was a little bit clunkier, I feel like, than normal. Um, still started at 12. Not, I think we started earlier than we did last week, so that's good. Um, but yeah, it's a couple of things, I think, today that could have made it better that we didn't really run into last week. One of those things is that we have a new television. It's a new setup. So we gotta like take the account to take into account the the settings of the television because now it's like I put a TV on the lighting wasn't right so I wasn't able to read the actual notes and then the backdrop of the lighting was off so now the backdrop of the TV the backlight of the television was too dim and we had to figure out a way to compensate for that so we had to put the TV in dark mode to read it. Um, and uh, part of one one thing for today's episode is going to be a recording that uh, if you were here last week, Melissa was fraternizing with a, a, a young man. Actually, no, this is different than that. One of the young men that was trying to fraternize with Melissa did not call her, but he did call her. So, coming to you now. Oh, can you get something to wipe the screen of the camera, please? Um, so that I had to finish listening to that recording today so I can get this, the notes I wanted to take for it because I, I wasn't able to listen to it yesterday because I, I forgot. Um, so there's that. Also, last week I was running through, I guess, would be called the, I guess, the social media and stuff. That I feel like that took mad long. So what I'm going to do now is we have a podcast page on instagram called the bamboo project underscore podcast where you can find all of the stuff for this podcast it's different things that we post on there and in the description for this video or this audio you'll see the podcast that we have for the food page the clothing page the music page the fitness page and the sports page as well as our own instagrams mine is donovan gray and melissa's is Anita Byrne. So A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N for her. D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y for me. Also, at some point, I want to start doing consultations where I talk to people just about kind of what they're going through and then they kind of get my perspective on it. And it's going to be free for now. Right now, I'm not going to charge for it. It's going to, at some point, I'm going to be charging for it. So get information now for free. See if it's worth it because I don't know when, maybe not, maybe Three, four months from now, six months from now, eight months from now, I'm going to charge for it. And after that, I'm not going back to making it free. So I'm putting it out there now that you can DM me for my number. We can have a phone call. We can talk about it. And we can just kind of go back and forth on what kind of problems you may have. And if I can offer any advice to you that can help you to get through what you're going through. Um, so that's that. Like I said, we got the new television. 
If you want to see what it looks like, you can go on the podcast page. It's 55-inch television. Shit is huge. Got it from my dad's house. And so this is part of the recap that I'm doing for last week. I did not like how much I was reading at the end of last week's podcast. I felt like the second half of the podcast was a lot of me reading articles as opposed to giving my perspective. So I'm going to make sure I try to work on that this week. And today's pretty much, today's topics are going to be uh, a conversation I had with an old friend who is a female who's into females. I'm going to talk about Graham Stephan is a guy on Instagram, not Instagram, from, from YouTube. And what I believe is the gay frequency, right? My conspiracies, why I hate masks, and I'm going to get to Melissa's uh, situation that she had with a young man on the cell phones so yeah and I mean my sister told me that I should probably drink water instead or drink from a mug instead of the Fiji water bottle so I decided you know what I should drink some hot water because I felt like the hot water would be good for me like for my throat I already feel my stomach bubbling up I already feel my stomach as I'm drinking the warm hot water like starting to bubble so I don't know if this was the best idea maybe I should have just gotten like a regular like cool uh, mug of water, but we're gonna see what happens. If you hear me burping throughout the podcast, and you know, I try something new today, and we're gonna see how that goes. Um, can you pull up Jamal Bowman on there, please? Um, I believe Jamal Bowman is running. Well, he's running for office. I'm gonna tell you exactly what he's running for in a second. And he, I believe, he's related to um, I forgot his first name, but his uh, Doctor Sabi right his real name is something bowman and i think they're related i believe he was on the pot on the uh the breakfast club podcast jamal bowman talking about how he was running a couple of months ago or maybe last year and i funny enough as i finished the podcast last week last week i got a call about how who am i voting for and things like that and i remember the guy asked me jamal bowman i had did a podcast of last week's podcast where i said that the people that were voting for the people that we're voting for now are more important than the people who are running for president because the people who are voting who are voting for every day or not every day but who control every day to day lives those are the people who we need to actually put our energy into and figure out who they are because the person i think his name is Ingalls or something he he has been in his position for over a decade and he whatever laws he puts in place stay there so whatever he's in charge of, wherever he decides to allocate the money to, that's where the money goes. So if you whatever area you live in, find out who's in charge of the area, not the overarching, you know, country or the whole overarching state. Find out you live in a certain city, find out who's in charge of the rules in that city, and then vote based off of that. Um so Jamal Bowman is an American educator and political candidate, Democratic candidate in 2020 elections. What is he running for? Running for Congress? Uh Bowman for Congress and a New York 16th district. Okay. So can you tell me, is he related to the other Bowman? Is he related to Dr. Savy? Cause I feel like he was or is, oh, that's a, I mean, it's a different Jamal Bowman. Can you click on that one? 17 children's Sarah Bowman. Keep do control F and then put Jamal Bowman. Mm -hmm. Keep scrolling down. Jamal Bowman is a daughter. So I thought it was related to Dr. Bo to Dr. Sabi, and he's not. But he is black. So wait, go, wait, wait, go back up, go back up. No, 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 no. Right there, right there. Uh, 
Okay, so he's not. Somebody in his family is running for office. I have to find out who exactly that was. I thought it was Jamal Bowman because they had the same last name, but I was wrong about that. So I'm going to end up, I'm going to look for that for the next podcast to find out exactly who that is. Um, or Melissa might find it while I'm talking about these things now. Um, so last week I was doing a podcast. After I finished the podcast, I think that I figured out how to tell if somebody's gay or how you can kind of pick up on it. One of the reasons or one of the ways, right? I was listening to my podcast that I did and it sounded weird and everything I was saying, I'm like, why do I sound like a gay person? I feel like something about me just sounds really, if I heard this person speaking, I don't think they were gay. That's what I heard when I listened to the podcast, right? So I couldn't figure out what had happened, but I think... I had changed the frames per second that I was doing the podcast in. And I think when you have the frames per second at a faster rate, it makes your voice more high pitch. And I think something about that made me sound more gay. I haven't done enough research yet, but I couldn't figure out before how to tell somebody's gay. I'm like, how do you know that you like guys? What about the other guy attracts you? So I was wondering if, the, if it's the frequency of which they speak that kind of alludes to whether or not they're actually gay. So I'm gonna look into that though, but I wanted to just say that in case anybody else finds it, they want to tell me, then you know by all means go and uh, please inform me if there's any facts or any uh, truth behind that. Graham Stephan, I want to talk about too. So I feel like my mouth is more dry with this water. Hmm. I feel kind of antsy. I don't know why. Why do you think? I think yeah I think that's it too I didn't really have much to say about them but I, they had crossed my mind throughout the week and I just kind of wanted to put it out there um so that's probably what's happening um so Graham Stefan yeah these are topics that are not like serious topics but these are things I just wanted to say a youtuber who does financial advice and real estate advice right so he posted a a blog post recently on YouTube about how people are complaining that his thumbnails are clickbait and that he's kind of sensationalizing his titles, right? Now, one of the things that I don't like or didn't want to do when I started YouTube was to have clickbait titles or clickbait thumbnails because I wanted it to be as authentic as possible. So I may use words that are more exciting than other words but i won't put something in the title that makes you think something else when you come to watch the title so if i put something like um my girlfriend flirts with another guy as a title right that's actually happening in the video now i can word that differently but that is if i those words put together are still equal to truth and I don't like seeing or watching videos where I click on a title and it says how to become rich quick or it says something like my my properties were destroyed. This is what I think that Graham Stephan will do. My properties were destroyed because of the coronavirus or something like that. You click on it. And he'll be like, well, a couple of months ago before coronavirus actually started, my 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 rental property that nobody lives in now was trashed because of, uh, you know, coronavirus protests that people stay like things it, it doesn't relate to the title and that really bothers me and i always think that people will f people will figure out the truth if you give them enough time to so 
I think that his problem that he has is he wants to appeal to more people. And when you do that, you try to, you have, he thinks at, I believe he thinks he has to lie and come up with clickbait th thumbnails and clickbait titles. And like I said, for me, I try to stay as far away from that as possible because I, I never want to be inauthentic. And the reason I don't is because I want to be as thorough and solid as possible all the way through. So whenever you see me doing something or something I attach my name to, you know what I say is what you're going to get. And if I can be wrong, which is fine, but I'm not going to intentionally try to deceive you into doing something that I'm, if you ask me, I'm it's, it is what it is. That's, that's how I kind of want to live my life. And the fact that he even made this, this post means that he was consciously trying to write titles and thumbnails that would deceive people because otherwise I don't think he would have responded to it. Um, I don't think that it would have made a big deal, but I think enough people kept saying, why do you keep doing this? Stop doing, we don't like this. And his response was, well, I want to reach more people and I understand that everybody feels a certain kind of way about it, but actually, can you pull that up? I'm so I can read some of my stuff from there. And the energy that I got from it is that he's going to keep doing it, but he doesn't like it. And I'm like, I feel like when you start having that kind of mindset, that's when you start to lose. And I heard somewhere there's a quote before that was that said, I might have been with marriage, honestly, that half the, the time it takes you. Let's say you're together for 10 years. That means that somewhere on the five year mark is we start to decline, but you don't know what that is. So I think that the the peak the ascending the time to ascend to your peak is the same amount of time to, to descend to whatever uh problems or whatever the bottom might be so i think that as he's getting bigger he's gonna get bigger quicker but he's gonna end up losing a lot of people and i think it's gonna make it harder for him to actually do videos and i feel like his problem that he has is he does uh a very niche market which is investing and real estate and there isn't much you can tell somebody once they learn how to do it so now he has to figure out how can i get more people to watch my videos and one of the things about the bamboo project is i don't want to have a situation where i'm trying to chase views and chase content i want the content to just come from my everyday life the problem with that is a lot of people don't have interesting life so my goal is to make my life interesting and and have enough information in my life that i can then spread to other people i don't want to go and try and oh people like gymnastics all right i'm gonna learn gymnastics because everybody's doing that oh people like to drive this kind of car i'm gonna drive that car no i want to be i like learning about these things i'm gonna learn to the best of my ability and i'm gonna share with other people that way i always have content the only time i will not have content is when i decide you know what i don't want to do anything i just want to sit around and just you know be lazy so i'm gonna read uh the blog post that he posted on his page on youtube hey all want to address some of the recent criticism about my titles and thumbnails because I know they're coming from a really good place and I'd like to take a moment to discuss this a little further and get some feedback. The concern has been my thumbnails and titles are becoming too sensationalized and people feel they're becoming too clickbait. My response, I, I don't even know, why do you even do this? I feel like he wrote it out like if he was writing a college essay where he gave you, a, what is that called, an intro, then he gave you the three body paragraphs. My response, uh, colon, I totally get it, and I understand where this is coming from. As a creator, it's up to me to learn to adapt, try new things, and see which topics people are most interested in. As my audience grows, I have a larger and larger demographic to appeal to in each video. From there, it becomes more and more difficult to appeal to everyone. So, in a sense, 
the content becomes a little bit more general and all encompassing over time. Combine that with wanting to grow the channel, appeal to new people, find a way to stand out in a sea of other videos, talk about different topics and do all of that without sounding repetitive. And it becomes increasingly more challenging. I also have to have fun in capital F U N while I'm doing this. To me, this isn't a job. I'm forced to show up. I'm forced to show up every day. This is something I love waking up to every morning. What? Oh, okay. This isn't a job I'm forced to wake up every day. This isn't a job I'm forced to wake up to every day. This is something I love waking up to every morning. I'm insanely interested in what's going on with anything investment related, and it would be impossible for me to keep up the schedule to create these videos if I didn't thoroughly have fun every step of the way. So, on top of everything, I also have to be interested and believe in a topic for me to make a video discussing it. Can you pass me that water over there? Because this is something about this is not sitting right with me. I feel like my mouth got drier. Like it's more like um when you like when people Jesus. Yeah, Melissa went out yesterday and she was eating non-electric food. And now she's mad sluggish and lethargic because of that. So what she just heard was her passing the water bottle and knocked the batteries on the floor because she's so out of it. So that's what you just heard there. Mm -hmm. um, this also comes with the realization that the basics of personal finance and investing at its core are really, really simple. I can go into the details about how to build wealth, buy and hold index funds, save money and invest in real estate. So many times before it just becomes the same thing over and over again. Honestly, those principles are so evergreen that I could make one video on the topic and that would be relevant for decades. In a way, that's, what I've, that's why I've stopped making some of those old videos that all of my OG subscribers know and love. After a while, I started feeling like I was remaking the same thing over and over and over again with no new information. And that wasn't fair to you. That means he was not growing. That's what that means. If he was not getting new information, that means he wasn't growing. Thankfully, organically, the channel evolved. I found enjoyment talking about current finance events, discussing what I've learned along the way, and every day I try to make the world of personal finance a little more fun and relatable to everyone out there, even if you come into it with no knowledge on the topic whatsoever. To address the titles and thumbnails specifically, this is another, this is another body paragraph, there's a colon here. I totally understand where this is coming from. I always hope and expect the actual content of the video itself will fully justify and make up for any sensationalism in the titles. And I put all of I put my all into making these videos as best and informative as they can be. I never want someone to click on a video, watch it all the way through, and think that was a total waste of time. I got nothing from this. I always try to include new information, make it fun to watch, and include actionable steps that you can take away any time you give me 10 to 15 minutes of your time. I try to make these videos as simple as I can in such a way that anyone could understand how it works in a way that's equally as entertaining as it is educational. As I've grown the channel, I realized that to appeal to a bigger market and get people interested in the first place, you have to find a way to stand out and get their attention. And that's something I've been working on. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of myself here, but take 16 year old me, for instance, I wouldn't care at all about how to invest in a, a Roth IRA for beginners, but tell me, but tell me that I can be a millionaire in 20 years with $10 per day, and now you have my attention. Same applies with most people. 
if I titled a video index fund investing step-by-step -step tutorial, sure, I reach exactly who my target audience is, but I miss out on 90% of people who never would have clicked on the video because they don't care about index fund investing. They just care that one day they want to be rich. Now, this is my problem I have with that, right? So I don't think the people that find his videos and then I don't think the people that find his videos will actually gain from it or grow from it because because they're looking for a way to get rich quick. So when they come to your channel or they come to the video and click on it and you tell them they have to put in actual work, they're not going to want to do that. That's why the Bamboo Project is very different. I'm telling you straight up, you will have to put in work, but you will be successful. So I know that anybody that watches the video, listen to the podcast or anything else like that, that they will become successful because those are the kind of people that I, I want people to be successful. I don't want to just get you to look at me be successful. I actually want other people to become successful. I don't think he wants that. I think he'd rather people just watch the videos. I don't think that he wants people to actually do better in their life. He's like, okay, how many people can watch my videos? And that's not why I make videos personally. That's not why I make podcasts. That's not why I make content or anything like that. The stuff that I make, I want people to use it in their actual life and become better. So... I only care about the views because if I'm telling you, you have to put in a lot of work and I feel like if that's getting more views, I'd rather somebody watch a video about how to put in more work than watch a video about how to get rich quick because there is no way of getting rich quick. Any way that you can get rich quick, you're probably going to lose it or you're going to hate yourself by the way you did it. So it's not really going to be worth it. And I'm trying to have people avoid that problem because everything that that's worth it requires work. So instead, if I title the video, this is back to the uh, post. So instead, if I titled the video, how to be a millionaire, starting with zero dollars, all of a sudden everyone clicks because that's what most, that's what most people want, right? But he's not, that's the thing. If you click on a title that says how to be a millionaire, starting with zero dollars, and you start listening to what he's saying, he's like, go out and get money. And it's like, but you told me I don't need money. I just need zero dollars. But it's like, he's going to say, well, you can go and apply to a job for free. And then once you get the money from that job, then you can go and then uh, go to apply to a college. And then you can get a job at the college. And then you can become an engineer. That was a bar from Melissa. Mm -hmm. So that was a bar from Melissa. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the engineer and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem people have because now a person who's actually a person who actually wants to do better in their life will go and watch this video and they'll be like, I have, a you know, I make $90,000 a year. How can I, if I can make, become a millionaire for $0 a year, I'm already ahead of the curve. What should I do? You go and you watch the video and he says something like, go become a doctor. And you're like, what? Like, what do you, what? Go and buy real estate. Like, you What? And I think that's the problem. Personally, with me, I used to watch his videos. And then for that same exact reason, I stopped. There was too many videos I would watch. This is why this is really funny to me. There were too many videos that I would watch of his. I'd be like, okay, I watched his video. I'm like, okay, you got me. Okay, you got me, Graham. All right, you got me again, Graham. All right, you got me again. Good job. I watched like five, six videos. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to keep watching these videos because every time I click on it, it's not what I think the video is going to be about. I'm I'm actually trying to find information and put the work in. I'm not trying to find... It's, it's like when you see a, a thumbnail 
that says I made or find out how I or the easiest way to make uh, six figures a month drop shipping, right? Then you go watch a video and the dude is telling you things you have to live in this state. You had to have started this thing seven years ago. You need to have friends and family that know the business. And you're like, I don't have any of these things. This is not what I thought I was going to get from this video. So that's the problem I have with thumbnails that are like that because, yeah, you attract the person who's not going to put the work in. Of course, you're going to attract the people, the kids and 16-year-olds who are going to be like, okay, I could uh, put $10 a month away. or uh, I mean, and $10 a day a month is $300 for the, is for the month. So... That's $75 a week. Yeah. So I don't really think a lot of people are doing that regardless. And he's not taking into account their lifestyles. And I think that's a problem with, with his whole his whole channel. Um, so he said, all of a sudden, everyone clicks because that's, what's most, that's what most people want. They'll hopefully get interested in personal finance once they realize that the actionable steps to get there are rather simple. See, the word rather, I feel like that's... Um, there's a word for that, but he didn't have to put that there. I feel like if he put, what are those words called? It's not a justifier, amplifier. I think they're called amplifiers. Can you Google that on your phone? What is amplifier? What, what words amplifiers? And now they can have the same enthusiasm as I have for saving money and investing. It's about bridging the gap between what they think they want to hear versus information that they'll actually get them what they want. In terms of being relatable to a certain extent, you have to do it this way. See, you see, in terms of being relatable, comma, to a certain extent, hyphen, you have to do it this way, comma. And sometimes that's hard to get across as you grow an audience, especially without any context. So keep it goes on to say same thing with my recent financial news content. I hope that the title and thumbnail would provoke enough interest of people to want to learn more. And then the content itself would justify why they clicked on the video. Here's a few recent ones, for example. Instead of titling the video, the monetary policy report by the monetary policy report by summary. What the monetary policy report summary by Jerome Powell, he titled it or he said title it the new Fed bailout. What you must know. So that's another problem I used to have, too. That was one of my biggest issues is where the thumbnail would say twelve hundred dollars for, you know, um, that we're going to get from. Uh. For the new bailout, right? Or no, he put something like everybody's getting six hundred dollars a month, six hundred dollars. Everybody's getting four thousand dollars a month for the new bailout or the new coronavirus relief, something along those lines. And I clicked on it, and he the the, the video says a proposal that will not go through because a lot of these have not gone through. It's trying to be pushed again, and I'm just like, so then why are you telling me? Like, don't caption it, don't title it, and put a thumbnail that makes me think. We're going to actually be getting this money. And then I click on it. And you're like, no, we're not getting this. They're just trying to do it, but it's probably not going to work. So there you go. That annoys me. Um, let me see. Oh, so he said title. So instead of titling the video, the monetary policy report summary by Jerome Powell, title it the new Fed bailout. What you must know. Explanation. This is what he says. Even though the title is a bit extreme, when the Fed buys corporate bonds, they lower rates to 0%. The stock market goes up 2%. They essentially bailed out the stock market. The second title gives people relatable reason to watch. The first title only appeals to the small percentage of my audience who are interested in the title itself. Whew, I don't know why this is so fast. 
The first title only appeals to the small percentage of my audience who are interested in the title itself, and that leaves out a significant portion of people. Okay. Or this one. Can you scroll down? Instead of titling this video, Do Not Gamble with Stocks and Robinhood, case studies, title it, The Stock Market is Easy, the stock market is easy Money. Do This Now. See? You see? Like, what? So... He said, to, instead of titling the video, do not gamble with stocks and Robinhood case studies, title it, the stock market's easy money, do this now. So you click on that and you, and you, and then you watch it. And this is his explanation. His explanation for that was the second title appeals to a much broader audience, most likely the type of person who would want to gamble in stocks and provides a sober reality of what to expect if you view the stock market like the casino. But if I am a gambling stock trader i am not going to want to watch videos to tell me not to gamble that's not what i'm looking for i'm trying to find out how to gamble better i don't want to find out if i'm a that's not what i came to this video for so of course i'm gonna be upset when i watch it and all throughout the whole video you're telling me this is a bad idea don't do this don't trade like this don't do that don't gamble your money you don't want to do it anymore and i think that's a problem that people have with his videos so then he said i could go on but behind every title and thumbnail is a calculated decision in terms of what's relevant to the video and how can I attract the people who must want to see, who most want to see it. I don't always make the right choices with this. I know I have a long way to go and I definitely don't want to abandon the long-standing loyal viewers and fans who have made this channel what it is today. Now, here's what here's the thing, right? The the next paragraph begins with this word. Now, people all this is this this is a, a negating word or I guess you call it a negative word. He said but so he said all of that stuff. Can you scroll back up a little bit? Scroll back up. So he said, I can go on. Uh, so I calculated. He said, I don't want to abandon my viewers and my fans. Uh, I don't make the right choices. I have a long way to go. You say all these great things. I love you. You're amazing. You're beautiful. Your shirt looks nice. But that's what he just did. He goes, but I also want to continue talking about the topics I find interesting. Keep the content fresh. Not repeat myself too often. Discuss what's happening week by week in the markets because I'm interested in them. And that excitement comes through in the videos. I think. Dot, dot, dot. See, I'm like, and I, I kind of saw this earlier in his videos that he has some kind of weird insecurity about him. I, I, I noticed it, but I'm like, ah, whatever. But I see it starting to come out more. So he said, I think, dot, dot, dot. And make them fun and educational, educational, to watch at the same time. Sometimes I try too hard. Sometimes I overthink everything. And at the end of the day, I'm still trying to figure out, I'm still figuring it out. Try my best and looking to all of you to help me guide, looking to all of you to help guide me through this journey of YouTube. Yeah, and that's, this is my problem I have with this. It's just, the problem, one of the issues I have with YouTube is that people think that a video with a lot of views means the video is worth watching. And that isn't the case. It just means that a lot of people watched it. It doesn't mean it's worth watching. And like, if somebody if somebody was murdered on TV, I mean, I don't even know if that's worth watching, but it will get a lot of views. Like, you shouldn't be watching that. That's not good for you. But you'll watch it all the time. You'll you want to see it. Um, and I think that's a problem with YouTube. So you'll see somebody like this who's making a lot of money, who's making a lot of getting a lot of views in their their content, and you think, oh, I gotta do exactly what they're doing because they're winning. And it's like, yeah. But they probably hate themselves in the process and they're going through their own internal turmoil throughout this whole process. So 
so one thing that I've noticed also recently um, that we're going to get some new cell phones soon. Uh, you know, they've advertising it in the city. So you're going to get your new uh, 5G. I think they said AT&T and I believe Verizon I've seen. I think AT&T has the biggest f network for it. So they're going to have a lot of phones on there. That's supposed to be really good. Um, they put up a lot of antennas around the city. I was told that that happened so that they can get the signal from uh, one to the other. So pretty much is how it works from what I've been reading is that with 5G, the signals are denser and because they're denser, they don't travel as far. So you have to set up antennas in short distances from each other so that they can reach to the next antenna. So if you've noticed, I know in New York, I've seen a lot of these boxes. You may see them now. If you look on light poles, now there's these big silver boxes. If you look on certain uh, street lights on top of them, they have these Wi-Fi antenna looking things. They also have these long rectangular looking ones too on the uh, street poles. These are the antennas for the new network, the new 5G network that's going up. And I've also noticed a lot of police cameras have gone up. I don't know if it's in, in conjunction to that, they're definitely near the, they are near the antennas. And I don't know why they did this. They did this, but they covered the antennas with boxes. If you look up a 5G antenna, they don't look like that. But for some reason, they covered them. I don't know if it's to not alert people, maybe to protect it from the rain. I highly doubt it, but that's what's going on. So they're all over the city. So uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with this uh, disease that's allegedly going around, but I think I think there's a connection somehow. I do not think that that network causes that disease. I don't think that's the case. I think they're linked more so in the sense of we want to be able to spread this or or expand this network that probably makes a lot more sense it's probably a lot easier to put up the 4g towers and the 3g towers because they don't have to be as close so i can i can put up one tower on 50th street and next one on canal street and it's fine but this one has to be put up every what i've seen every two blocks so every two blocks you'll see these boxes so that would be a lot harder to do if people are outside on the street if people are at work, if people are driving their cars. So if I was in charge and I wanted to put these things up and I didn't want nobody to get in the way, I would make them stay in the house. I would tell them it's not safe to go outside. I would give them a curfew to be out back in the house by a certain time. Um, and I would shut down all the things that would have people to be out after a certain time. That's what I would do. Um, but I don't know what anybody else would do. I don't know if that's what's happening. That's just what I would do. So look into that. I'm curious if in other states this is happening, because I know they said that every state won't get it or won't have the same um, actual network uh, capabilities. But I know they said here in New York that they're going to obviously have a lot of or high powered 5G networks. So that's interesting. Um, people are saying that it's supposed to be dangerous. Some people say it's supposed to be dangerous. One of the problems I've had with that is I think all of it is dangerous. And there was a picture or an article I read that said that it has the ability to, they used it in war to heat up people's skin so that they can disperse an area. And the problem I have with that theory is that if I gave a, if I use a microwave, I could blow somebody's head up in a microwave, 
but we still use that. And the GPS was used in war before we used it ourselves. So it's kind of like you can use things for good or bad or whatever the case might be. But I don't I haven't really seen what I think. Recording. I don't I haven't really seen too much of what the problem is yet. Um, I think that a problem. Mm, the only thing that strikes me as odd is that the the timing of that coming out as opposed to what's going on right now with this pandemic. I just think that timing is very uh, convenient. I don't know how they're connected, but I definitely think they are. And the fact that I see more of the towers and antennas up now as the lockdown is going away, I think there's a connection between those two things. Um, I think that they were able to put up more of the antennas and now people are able to go back outside now because they pretty much did most of the work. And now that I think about it, that makes that probably makes more sense. So I think that what they did was, um, I think that all of the main streets are where they put the antennas because they knew that they would be it would be easier to put up the antennas on streets that nobody lives on. But all the ones that people drive on regularly, they said, damn, let's do these now as fast as we can. And then we'll do the other ones later. So long as we know we have something up and we can do the rest of the city at another date. But let's make sure that we get these out the way as soon as possible. I think that's kind of what's happening. Um, so, yeah, and we're going to be getting a new 5G phone soon. Um, it says, keep in mind that 5G is typically only available in select areas of cities. So just because a city is touted as having 5G, it doesn't mean the network is available throughout that city. So like I was saying earlier, just be like the main areas are going to have it. So where all the stores are, where, which makes sense as to why the whole looting thing, I think could possibly be happening, where all the people are going to be at is where you want to have the 5G the most uh, accessible. That's where people are going to be. If it's all the way on the west side of the highway, nobody's at, you're not really pressed to put anything over there because nobody's over there. So I've been doing the podcast probably for about an hour now, maybe. And I felt a little weird. Not really, but like kind of felt a little off. So I'm trying to figure out how to make it better or what was wrong. Um, I think I could probably, I could probably, be more prepared i think that would be another way of putting it probably be even more prepared than i am now so i'm just going to keep trying to get more prepared for the podcast um i think i was probably like 80 percent today 85 percent, but that extra 10 15 or extra 20 15 20 percent i notice it i don't know if anybody else can notice it but i just feel it i feel it so i feel like something is off somebody I know on twitter had tweeted about masks and I was kind of annoyed because I feel like wearing masks are stupid. I feel like I can't see how you could be a real man and wear a mask. I don't see how you can have all the evidence laid in front of you and decide that wearing a mask is the best thing to do. Um, I feel like the reason I say I don't think you could be a real man and wear a mask is because I think a real man would do his own research and be able to deduce that somebody is lying to him because it doesn't make any sense. And then to wear a mask, to wear a mask when nobody's around you, when you're in a car by yourself, other, the only time I think you should wear a mask is if you are required by your job to wear a mask. That's probably the only time I could see that it would be 
understandable to wear a mask. But any other point, I don't see that it's a, it's a thing. I feel like people are just being submissive to it. And just because somebody on TV said they should do it, they're going to do it. Um, a lot of the statistics show that it's not as deadly as it is. And it's going to be a point where they're going to tell you, oh, it's not that bad. It went away. They scared everybody by telling us it was going to be a second wave, which probably won't. Now that I think about it, probably won't even happen. Like I really, I've been really contemplating what the um, what the angle is, and I don't even think there'll be a second wave like that. I don't, I can't see it. At first, I thought maybe it would be a situation where it's like, okay, we're going to use this to keep having everybody go inside their house until one day you never leave your house. And I'm like, that does that can't work because people still have to go outside and work for the people who make all the money. So that can never be an idea that works, in my opinion. How can you just have all of your the slaves in the house? That doesn't that doesn't logically make sense to me. Um, so I think I just think at this point today on June twenty third, I think that there will not be a second wave, and I think by the end of the year to the beginning of next year, everything will be back to normal, where it's kind of just like we got the numbers wrong, or we've noticed that wearing masks before after since really helped. And we have herd immunity and it's gone. We might have some remnants of it still where a little bit lingers here, a little bit lingers there. But I think it won't. I think what will happen is you'll see, because right now it's technically mandatory to have a mask. I think what you'll see is they're going to say to restaurants, it's up to you if you want to have people in your restaurant wear a mask or not. We will not make it a law. It'll just be okay. If you want people there to wear a mask, you can. If you don't want them to wear a mask, they don't have to. And I think once the governor or the mayor decide to go, okay, wear a mask if you want to or if you don't, that'll be the first start of it going to, uh, you know what? I, I don't really want to have people wear masks. People feel uncomfortable wearing a mask anyway, so you don't have to wear it if you don't want to. And I think it'll just be normal since like that. And it's just we just this whole last couple of months it seemed like we were in like a twilight zone where people are just doing the craziest things because people are telling them to do crazy it's just it was just seems ridiculous to me um based off the information that we already can find ourselves about what's going on they don't know what's going on but we're taking advice from them every week they're changing their story but somehow we still find them as a credible source and i'm like if your girlfriend lied to you this often you would not believe her story anymore but somehow the people on the TV keep telling you, listen, do this. It's, it's helping you. And you're like, okay. And next week they go, oh, well, that didn't really help. Try this. I have you. I have never heard of a situation where a disease that can be this fatal can be stopped by putting on anything over your face. You can wear anything. You don't have to wear a mask. You can wear some cloth. You can wear your shirt. You can wear a scarf. You can wear a hat. You can put anything you want over your face as long as your mouth is covered. And now that prevents you from getting this disease that can kill you. I'm just like, I've never heard anything like this. I can't think of any other disease. Like, why don't we do this for the flu? If we knew all the other diseases that we've had, I have never seen a situation where people said you have to put something over your face to cover your face and that will stop it. I've never heard anything like this before. But somehow people think that this is the best thing to do, to go out and wear these masks. And I'm like, it just shows me that you can't think for yourself. Just go and look the things up yourself. If you see something from an article that says X amount of people died or X amount of people got this or whatever the case might be, Fact check those things, and also just for for argument's sake, Google coronavirus is not real. Coronavirus not not real because I definitely think it's real. It's a it's 
coronavirus misinformation. Look at stuff like that. So you can find out the alternative media about it, alternative alternative news about it, because there are stories that come out of people who are saying that doctors are putting COVID-19 deaths on people who didn't actually die from that. There are situations where people are dying from other complications, but when they have coronavirus, uh, it's labeled as coronavirus death. So it's like... It's you can die from a heart attack and they say COVID-19 because you had that in your system. So I just think it's like it doesn't make any sense. And anybody, like I said before, every single person I know that has gotten it has lived other than the only person that went to the hospital. There's not one person I know that has died that didn't go to the hospital that I that there is not one person I know that died that did not go to the hospital. Is that right? Okay, I feel like I mixed. I feel like I put mad words in there, unnecessary words. Um, yeah, so like I said, I just think that it doesn't make any sense to me that people are just doing this. It's just like you acquiesce to wearing the mask for what reason? Because you old people are not dying. The people, and then I, I don't. I think it's odd, right? That it's it's touted as being this very deadly disease, but not one popular celebrity has died from it not zero not one person the only person i know that might have died that could be considered famous is fred the godson and as far as i know he was unhealthy before it even happened can you google that for me fred the godson's death and if he had other companies that works perfectly you know oh yeah you can just like half and half it when you're googling stuff um so let me see So he died at 35 years old due to coronavirus complications. Now, can you go back up real quick? So a problem I have with, and there's a thing that I've seen and people, other people I've talked about is how they report these deaths. They say coronavirus complication. They don't actually say that the coronavirus killed you. So they'll say you got the coronavirus and then um, you fell down the stairs because you were tired. So now that killed you. And they like to put all these things on the coronavirus. And I think that when you start seeing this, they don't like to say death by coronavirus because it's not the actual thing that's killing you. But can you scroll up? Let me see if what else it says about his death. Uh, huh, 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 I go back up. Okay. So he had asthma. Said it says his publicist told the source on Wednesday that Fred's fever had broken. Had Fred's fever had broken after peaking at 105 degrees, and as a result, the as a result of the virus, the kidneys were not working, which I've seen is not actually true. And then they place him on a ventilator. Huh. 
Yeah, like I said, ventilators, I think, like I said, do not, he was in the hospital. Do not go to the hospital. Wait, 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 the people who are in the hospitals are saying that they think that they should not be putting people on ventilators. The doctors are saying this. The nurses are saying this. The people who are involved in this, some, me, who've been involved with seeing this, the ventilators are the problem. So if you, honestly, I could probably put a regular person who's very healthy in a ventilator for three months. They'd probably die too. And they can have no problems at all because they're going to make their chest too weak and an, what's it called? Uh, atrophy, where it doesn't have the strength to actually pump out the air it needs to pump. And if you kill somebody on a ventilator, what are you going to call that? Coronavirus just because they had a ventilator and they died? So it said that uh, in a recent interview with the Bronx News 12, Fred's wife, Leanne Jimot, said that the musician was placed on a ventilator, but that he had been showing signs of improvement. So what I can't tell from this is if he was showing signs before the ventilator or after the ventilator. What do you think? Yeah, can you go back? So that's that's one thing that I kind of like the last page. Um, because like I said, it's and this is why I get upset. When people wear masks because you think of why are you wearing a mask for protect yourself from what? Like how how much do you really care? How do you gonna eat food if you're so afraid of the virus, but you take your mask down to eat food? You're afraid of the virus. You take your mask down to talk to people. You're afraid of the virus, but you're outside and you take your mask down because you want to be able to breathe better. Why are you wearing them? If it's this deadly kill, and killing people, why do you have the mask on? Like, I don't, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. And this is why I get upset when I think about this because I'm like, everybody's just wearing it just because people told them to wear it. And I think it's ridiculous. Um, so, I, you know, I, I honestly, personally, I said this on Twitter yesterday, I don't understand how a girl's pussy does not dry up from seeing your guy leave the house with a mask and gloves because you this supposed to be the guy to protect you and he's walking out the house to fight what this fake virus with his mask and his gloves on i don't know how you can feel safe with a guy who you live with like that that shows me that there's probably other uh characteristics about this guy that are i i, I would weak probably very weak and submissive um can you keep scrolling so he dies at 41 um, can you put um go to the top for the Fred the virus Fred the Corona Fred the coronavirus Fred the Godson and f say what did they yeah I I want to stop I want to find something though can you find anything that says about um what would you call if he has other diseases. Like, what would that be called? Yeah, I saw it. I wonder if he has anything else. Because he's kind of overweight. So I'm curious if he had, like, hypertension and stuff. I don't... This is what... Like I said, I'm just upset about the whole mask thing. So then, uh, people are so scared. They had come up with this new thing called NBA Smart Rings and NBA Magic Bands, right? So the NBA is planning on starting the season and finishing the season in, in Disney World, right? So... There's not going to be any uh, spectators, not going to be no fans. Your family can't go. Only the staff can go. And as a player, while you are there, they want you to wear a ring on your finger. Now, the ring on your finger is supposed to uh, notify the NBA of your health. 
and it's supposed to be able to detect the coronavirus three days in advance. Also, the uh, let me see. Can you scroll down? So, one of the problems I have with the smart rings is that I feel like the same people that will wear the mask are the same people that will put the smart rings on, and the smart rings, like I said earlier, supposed to supposed to tell you three days in advance if you have the coronavirus or not. It's also supposed to beep if you're in six feet of somebody else who's also wearing the ring so you guys can stay six feet apart. Um, they have to wear a band that allows them entrance into certain entrance. It's entrance. Allows them entry into certain places on the facility. Now, if you're depending on the color of your magic band, it will it will the magic band will turn colors depending on your health so if the magic band determines that you're not healthy it will turn red and they will not allow you to go into certain facilities now for the nba players it's not mandatory so that's that's how they get you it's mandatory for everybody else on staff so everybody who's on the staff who works there all the trainers all the medical staff every all the the um the news everybody else has to wear these things the, the NBA players do not have to wear them. They also expect the players to wear the ring while they're playing basketball. And it's all because they are, everybody is scared. But if you actually look at anything, the evidence of it, there's not an actual danger. But this is what I believe is the first step to people just being blind, uh, weak. Uh, it's, and the reason I say it's weak is because you don't think for yourself. It's just... Somebody told me to do it, that's what I'm going to do. You don't actually gauge it yourself. You just go with, okay, everybody's doing it, I'm doing it too. And even if it makes no sense at all, people decide, all right, I'm going to do it anyways. So now you have a situation where we started out wearing masks. Now we have these rings where people have to wear them to stay six feet apart. You have to have a band that can let you into a building or not, depending on if you're healthy. Healthy, depending on what they define as healthy. And now... Uh, you also have their, the players are required to quarantine from their families. So their families are not allowed to come see them. Now, what kind of place is this where you have people entertaining us in a room where nobody else is around? There's no spectators to watch. There's no fans to watch. They're in a room playing basketball, and we have to watch them. And their family can't come see them. Their friends can't come see them. They can't leave and go talk to anybody else. They have to just stay there. Then they decide, hey, you don't want you to go in the room A. We're going to make your band red. You can't go in there. You don't know if you're healthy or not. You, you're asymptomatic. You don't feel anything. You're like, I feel like I'm fine. And you're like, well, why can't I go in there? Well, your band says it's red, so you can't go in there. Now, who's to decide? Who knows when the band is supposed if it's working or not? Because we already know things about humans don't work. Who's to, who's to say whether it's working? Who's to say if you're healthy? Who decides these things? That's the problem that I have with all of these stuff. So the more that we just keep going along with everybody says, we go, oh, they say wear a mask, wear a mask. They say go do this, go do that. They say, go do that, go do that. We don't ever ask why. Why are we doing this? That doesn't make sense. Why every week are you changing the stats? Why every week is something coming out about the stats being wrong or lying to us? And that's why I say that you can't be a real man because a real man should be able to protect at least himself from stuff. And that means from lies as well. What? Um, and I don't think that you can, you can't, I don't know how you can comfortably wear a mask. Bro, I can't, I put a mask on for work and I put it on my mouth. I take it right off. Cause I'm like, I can't even breathe. I can't even breathe properly with the mask on. It covers my nose and my mouth. I'm not breathing properly. So it's like, it's just, it's just stupid. So, I was tweeting, talking to some guy yesterday on Twitter, 
about how I, why I think masks are dumb. And this is a conversation that we had about the mask thing. Was our conversation? He said, "Nah, but why were you outside so aggressively yesterday?" Question mark. No mask, no nothing. I said, "Mask." LOL. That was my retweet. So then he responded and said, "They ain't do the phone keys, wallet, mask check." Laughing emoji. I said, "Laugh mask off." It's almost like they know the CDC said the fatality rate is point two six percent, zero point two six percent by the CDC. This is what they said, right? So then he said, damn, bro, not you too. Y'all wildin'. It's still spreading. CDC changed their narrative every five minutes. I'm like, LOL, facts. Which narrative are you fucking with today? He said the same one since day one. Masked up. Stay away from me. I know it was game time once the U.S. literally stopped its economy. I said, word, I feel you. Why did they reopen it? He said, that's a great question. My theory is they chose to re resuscitate the economy over possible health risk. I could be very wrong, though. So that was, that was his thing, right? Now, this is my problem. That even with that uh, anecdote specifically, is that he he t is telling me that my narrative that I chose to believe is wrong by the same people that gave him his narrative, and the same people that he said change their narrative every other week or every other day. So if they have already proven to not be a credible source, why are you taking information from them? What, where is your source of information that you that you deem credible? Because it can't be them, because they gave it to you already, and you're telling me that I'm wrong, but that's the most recent thing that they've said, then how can you, now you only believe what they said the first time when they said they was wrong? How do you believe, why do you think now all of a sudden they are lying to you now as a Opposed to before you think that before they made the truth up and now they're lying to you about it being a low fatality rate i'm just like bruh uh either they were lying before or they're wrong either way they were wrong at one point in time in this whole situation actually multiple multiple times because they keep changing their story so if i see that and they change their story over and over again i'm not going to deem them as somebody that i want to listen to and take information from and this is what i have a problem with Find information that makes sense. If it don't make sense, don't listen to it. So that's what happened to my problem with people wearing masks. Because I'm just like, it just it just annoys me. Like, in my soul. I seen a guy I used to, one of the guys that built my bike. I seen him the other day. He's walking around by himself. He has a mask on and gloves. I'm just like, what? Do, I'm like, bro, you can't be serious. I'm just like, you got a mask on and gloves. And you outside. Nobody else is out here but you. Like, you're the only person out here. What do you... What are you hiding? Like, I don't. What are you trying to run from? Like, I went to pick up an order the other day. I was the only person in a restaurant. It was in a restaurant. Think of a marketplace where they have like a building with multiple restaurants. I'm the only person in the whole market. The door that I went into is literally right next to me. I walked inside to get my food. The GM ran across the market to me to demand I put on a mask. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, if I get the food and I walk out the door that's right here, I'll be out of the out of the market. He's like, no, you got to put a mask on. I'm like, put a mask on for what? There's nobody here. Like, why am I wearing a mask? He's like, oh, you have to put a mask on. I'm like, bruh, give me the pizza and I will leave. I'm like, I'm not putting a mask on. So I looked away from him and then the guy who gave me the pizza is like, I'm like, bro, just give me the pizza. Otherwise, I can, if you gave me the pizza already, I could have left. 
I'm standing here waiting for you to give me the pizza. He's over here looking at me. I'm not putting the mask on. Just give me the pizza. So the guy gave me the pizza and I left. And I'm like, this is this is why it make it stupid. Because if the whole purpose, which was even put in place by the governor or the mayor, is to be six feet apart from anybody, but nobody's around me, why am I required to wear a mask? There's nobody here. Why am I? And you ran over here to tell me to wear a mask. It's like, bro, you're doing too much. And this, like I said, these are the kind of people that you're listening to. These kind of dickhead type people. So it's like, you can't. I can't comfortably respect and listen to somebody that's going to act like that. Like, I just can't. And those are the kind of people that tell us to wear a mask. So, like I said earlier, I talked to an old friend of mine, and she's into girls. He's fraternizing. Sure. Um, and very rarely, very, very rarely do I ever talk to someone, and the conversation goes like this. It was, even listen, I've recorded the conversation. And I listened to it again to remember what was said during the conversation, just so I can kind of react with myself what what we were talking about. And I think it's so funny because as I'm listening to it, I'm responding in my head to what's being said as if I was having the conversation again. And that shows me that it was a very genuine conversation because I'm I'm actually listening. And I'm like, wait, why would you do that? And now hear myself ask her that question. Because I'm, it's actually that conversation. It's actually that kind of conversation, where we are actually having a dialogue. I ask a question, she answers the question. I may explain why I ask the question, or she may ask me a question about what I ask or why I ask her the question. It's it's that's how a conversation is supposed to go. I believe in a conversation there are pretty much maybe three or four different things you can say. You can either ask a question, you can make a statement, uh. I think that's it. I think that's it. So a normal conversation for myself or what I would what I would deem a normal conversation would be, hey, how are you doing? Somebody would be, and this is an honest conversation. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you know, I just came home from work, so on and so forth, right? Now, that's, I asked, they answered. Now, they pause, right? They That pause may be for me to ask about the real reason I... That pause from them may be for me to insert my next statement, or they are going to ask me about my day. That's how it normally goes, right? Uh, A bad conversation would be if that person was talking for 15 minutes and I didn't get to say anything because now it's just you talking to me. It's not a conversation. Sometimes people like to talk about themselves too much. After a certain point, you have a point you're trying to make, make the point. And let the other person speak. That's how it's supposed to be when you talk to somebody. But a lot of people, they're, they are so, I would maybe insecure that they, they just want to keep talking about themselves. They don't ever want to ask the other person. And then when they do ask the other person, they don't actually ask the other person with the intention of it being a back and forth conversation. It's like, hey, you did this thing? Okay. And then they leave it at that. I'm going to give an example of how that, what a bad conversation would be like. Um... I'm going to do a fake conversation. Ask me a question. Uh, why did you do your hair like that? I don't know. Do you like having your hair like that? Sometimes. Did you do your hair yourself? No. Uh, how are you feeling right now? Eh. What does that mean? Just eh. Is there a reason why you feel like eh? I don't know, maybe. 
okay, you said maybe, like, is there something in mind that might be happening that gets me here for that? Mm, I don't think so. So this is a bad conversation, right? Now, an example of why this is a bad conversation is because I am not, one, I'm not giving, I, okay, I'm answering the question, but a perfect way to answer a question, in my opinion, is you answer the question and then you give a reason behind it. So ask me another question about my hair. Ask, well, ask me the same question. Um, Say, why do my hair like that? Like what? See, before I get to that, Melissa asked me, why did I do my hair like that, right? Now, me personally, I would say, I, I would say like what? Or what do you mean? Because I don't know. A person who does, not know how to have, who does not know how to have a conversation would just start talking because they're assuming that they know the other person is talking. They, they don't know. They've already decided, I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm going to start answering the question anyways, right? And when you do that, you are trying to get the other person to understand something about you that they didn't ask. So here's an example of that. Ask me the question. Why'd you do your hair like that? Uh, well, what happened was I was um, outside and then it got wet and then it dried up and then I didn't moisturize it. And then I went outside again and I played basketball and then it was sweaty and I came back home and I didn't wash it. And then the next day I got some stuff in it. So when I came back home again, I felt like, dag, maybe I should put something in it, but then I didn't. So then after I did that, I was like, you know what? I slept on it and I have cotton sheets. So when I have cotton sheets, it absorbs the water from my hair. So then I was like, you know what? Dang, maybe I should get something else. Maybe I should get like not cotton sheets. And yeah. Right. See, that's how you respond. That's it. That's the only answer you can give to that, because it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? Like, I didn't act. You, you gave me a whole long spiel about what we're talking about. And you didn't actually answer my question. You just started rambling. But that's because the person was insec too insecure to say, what do you mean? I don't understand the question. And when you do that, when you actually are honest and say, look, I don't understand the question. You can actually have a, an actual dialogue, which is exactly what me and this person had yesterday, yesterday or two days ago where she doesn't understand she does not understand something i was asking it's funny enough it's so crazy during the conversation she caught herself rambling and she was like yeah i don't even remember what you asked me so what exactly was the question you asked me and i'm like people don't do that she caught herself in the middle of rambling and then was able to correct that part of the conversation and that doesn't happen and it's and another thing that people don't really pay attention to something called active listening. So you don't have to always respond with a word. So if you're talking to somebody and they, and you say a word, you, let's say you say, uh, make a statement that, make, give me a statement. I like shoes. Hmm. Right. That's active listening. She finished her, she finished what she's saying. I made a sound to let her know I'm still paying attention. I'm still listening. But if you're talking to somebody and you don't hear anything at all, if you're, they don't shake their head or nothing, they're probably not paying attention to you. But you have to be involved in the conversation to understand exactly what they are trying to communicate to you. A lot of people do not have that skill. A lot of people just tend to talk and talk and talk. Other people tend to be very short when they talk. And you have to have a combination of both. So with me, I make sure I answer the question quickly and precisely and concisely immediately. So if you ask me a question, where are you going today? I would say, I'm going outside. Why do you ask? Right? Now, I think the wrong response to that question would be asking why first. 
because you're being insecure. Just answer. If you feel secure that you're going outside, just say, I'm going outside. If you want to know why they ask, then you ask why. They ask you a question first. You answer the question. Now it's your turn to answer the question. You can either, or you can say, I'm going outside. You can say both. I'm going outside to get some new sneakers. Why do you ask? And I feel like people will think, people will wonder why somebody asked them a question and then not ask them why they asked. Or they'll be like, why you want to know? Before they even answer the question. And I feel like all of these things cause problems. One thing that me and Melissa have an issue with is when I think that she feels like I'm attacking her when I ask her a question. So she won't answer the question. So she'll talk and give me a response or a solution without answering the question. Happened today, right? So it, it almost happened today. It was about to. So uh, I'm like, is my comb over there? Right? And oh, I, I answered you. Yeah. I shook my head like, no, I didn't see it, but I don't think you saw me. I didn't realize you were kind of in the bathroom. Okay. So, um, I feel like I was looking at you while you were looking around for it. I went under a cover and I looked. Okay. Well, this is a problem that we usually will have where I'll ask a question and then she'll start to try and give me solutions for it. And I'm just trying to figure out where something is, what something is, how this operates or something so forth, right? Now, I think that it's fine to say something after you've answered the question, but I always think you should answer the question first. So if somebody wants to say, where are you going? You go, I'm going outside. Why do you want to know? And now they don't have to answer you when you say that. But, or you, or you could say, I'm not going to tell you when they ask you the question. But I still think that it should be a response that falls in line with uh, I guess, conversational uh, etiquette. So that's, I just want to say that just because this is small things like that, that when I was talking to her, I was just like, wow, this is a great conversation. Like I will be talking, she will be listening. She'll be talking. I will be listening. You can hear. It wasn't like one of us was trying to qualify ourselves to the other person. We weren't being insecure about anything. It wasn't where she was trying to make me seem greater than I am. It wasn't where she was trying to belittle herself to me. It wasn't any of that. It was just, this is what the facts are, and let's have a conversation about these facts. And I think that that's great because it removes the the facade of, I want to be, I want to be perceived as this. And it's, in fact, saying, this is what I am, take me as whatever it is. And I think that's the best way to have a conversation. But it's the most vulnerable way to have a conversation. However, it's the most honest. And you'll get the best feedback when you talk to somebody like that. So, um, so we had talked about, she had, uh, wrote me on, on Twitter and asked me about the podcast from two weeks ago, which was episode 12. And she had talked, she wanted to talk to me about the 50, 50 thing, which is with, um, us wanting, us wanting more from the police, no, from white people. Right. And pretty much what, what that was about was in that episode I said that we have to take from white people or white people have to white people have to lose I'm trying to remember verbatim what I said. It was something along along the lines of white people have to lose 
for us to grow. That It was something along those lines, right? Now, what I meant by that was if there's a pie that is 60-40 split and they get 60% of the pie and we get 40%, right? If we get a second pie and we split it 50-50, we don't have the same amount of pie. And we will never have the same amount of pie until we at some point make it so that you get 60, you get 40 and I get 60. Otherwise, it'll never be fair. And that's kind of how it is right now with, with people in America where it comes to white and black people. It's for however many years, hundreds of years, you have been getting 80, 20 of the pie. So now that we're like, okay, make it fair. And you go, okay, everything should be fair. It should be 50-50. It's like, that's not fair. Fair is giving us from before what you guys have been robbing us from all this time. And that will make it fair. So that's why we have things like affirmative action. And then white people hate those kind of things. And it's like, well, that's too bad because we're not getting more than you. We're getting what was owed to us from before. That's what it is. That's like you're getting mad at me for collecting a debt that you owed me. You robbed me, owe my money back, and you mad at me for one of my money back. That's how it is. So that was that conversation that we had in the beginning. And then the second conversation, which to me, actually it might have been three conversations I think we had that were really important. That one. Then the second one was about uh, talking to your girlfriend and how to communicate. Um, let me see if I can find the exact. I might not even be on here. What? Um, she was saying that she don't think we have to take from them. Yeah, and I was saying that we don't have to necessarily, like, oh, that's what she was saying. We don't, she was saying that we don't have to, like, take their house. Like, okay, give me your house now. It's my house. Like, no, that doesn't, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going forward. If there's an opportunity, then it should be given to more black people for the simple fact that it has been given to more white people in the past. So things like affirmative action where they predominantly, or they will put black people in a position of power or give them jobs it's not unequal it's or it's it's making it fair that's what it's supposed to do um so more programs like that that put us in positions that you guys already got from your father or your grandfather whatever the case might be nobody gave us that so now we're getting the same thing that you guys have been getting before but you guys didn't recognize you were getting it because you just that's just life it just benefits you. oh my dad gave me a job that's just how life's supposed to be but what happens when your dad doesn't have the power to give you a job that's where we come from. So now we're like, okay, well, we want somebody to give us a job just because we exist. Now we same thing that you guys are getting. And I think it's funny because people hate that. And it's like, well, affirmative action is white privilege. It's the same exact thing. It's somebody who is, well, it's a little bit more uh, proactive, but it's the same exact concept where I'm getting something just because of my skin color or just because of, of my history. I think of my history is better. Because of my history, I'm getting more stuff. So... That's kind of how it is. And I did no work for it. I just literally uh, got it. They chose me They chose me over you because they did. Well, um, yeah. And I think recently that somebody named Bill Simmons, I think his name is, sports podcaster. He has, I can see. He had, um, he has multiple podcasts, right? With his family. And he gave them like manager managerial positions in the podcasting industry. He gave them big podcasts to use. He gave them his, he gave them his old his old podcast, right? But then when people were saying that they want to have more podcasts on the platform, 
I think he said of black people. He was like, nah, that's not right. We don't want this kind of open mic night. And it's like, but your whole family has this this job because you gave it to them, not because they worked hard for it. So they were upset about that. And that's my whole point. Where it's like, he was able to give his children that, that job because of the things that he benefited from in his past. If my grandfathers were slaves, hey, I found I, was, I called myself earlier. I found it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hmm. I think it's way better than eating and drinking water. Bro, slap the, the, the cantaloupes? That's the orange one? Yeah, yes. fire. Yeah. Um, so that is. That was to answer your question about the 50 50 thing. Mm -hmm. So the next conversation that we had was about. The, oh, I was going to read a tweet. The. DM that she sent me. Oh, I don't have it on here. Oh, no, it's in the text messages. I think. Mm. Ooh, might be a little bit. Okay. Oh, yeah, she had the voice note of it, of, of that part of it. Um, but um, pretty much we were talking about, what were we talking about? It was being dismissive of your girl. Do you remember what it was, what we talked about? Something about being dismissive of your girl. That was the voice note they listened to. She was talking. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. It was about black women being strong. And do you remember what else she said about it? I was just going over that part because the most important thing to me was the third part of our conversation. So in my time until we talked about before that, I just don't remember. So the third part of our conversation was about her talking to girls, her being with girls exclusively now, right? Um, I don't. I don't want to call her gay because I don't think she is. Um, but it's a very weird phenomenon that's happening now. And I've noticed this. I might talk about this before in old podcasts that logical, financially independent, um, dominant women tend to want to date other women. Right. And it's a very it's a very weird thing where girls become quote gay by circumstance where they are too strong for men because men want to insecure men want to dominate them and because they're already dominant and dependent themselves they attract submissive people who tend to be females right or tend to be women um, and I think she fell into that category. Because I don't think she's actually gay. And I told her this on the phone. I'm like, I don't think that... Because I asked her, I'm like, how did you become gay? Or whatever. And she was like, well, you know... She, she gave me the story. And it, it was more of a circumstance story than it was of uh, I've been born this way my whole life. And the circumstance pretty much is... What I just said. That a lot of guys are ain't shit. And one of the reasons I have this podcast is because... 
I know that the quality of black men, I feel like, I mean, maybe just what I've seen. I mean, clearly what I see with black men wearing masks, that should be a high, that should be a high indicator of what kind of man you're talking to. Um, and just a lot of other small things that I don't even think that they recognize. Just literally I see online that is because like, come on, I know that women, the pussy has to dry up regularly. I feel like it has to because I, what I know that women want and need, guys don't provide for them. And guys think that I have to be a man. And if, if you are, if your mindset is still, I have to be a man, you're already going the wrong way. Because if you're saying I have to be a man, then you aren't. That means that because you just be it, you don't have to try to be it. You just are. Um, so a lot of men are still saying, I got to be a man. I want to be a man. I'm not a man yet. And it's like, that's indicative of you going the wrong way. You have to work on yourself and then you become a man. So one thing that uh, I noticed also in that conversation that I kept saying it made me cringe during the conversation because every time I, that was probably one of the only things I felt like we didn't connect on. And it wasn't even necessarily a an overt disconnect between us, but I could sense it that whenever she would say, uh, whenever I would say masculine or feminine qualities or traits, she would use the word dominant or submissive. And I think that I'm going to stop using the term masculine or feminine because I don't think that justifies what's happening. And I think that girls are actually uncomfortable with being called masculine because just because a girl does something that stereotypically a guy would do, that doesn't make them a man. And I think that's what the word masculine means. You're being manly. And I don't think that's the case. I just think you're being dominant. And I've been trying to play around with this idea since yesterday. And I think that all women are submissive by nature. So 50, if you have 50-50, what? You made a face. And your, eyes, your eyes went like this. That means, oh, you're listening to the face. Okay. Okay. So, go back to the the spectrum. I don't. I need another. What another word for that? Energy bar. What would you call that? Like, if you fill it up from a hundred, from zero to a hundred, what would you fill it up with? Yeah, energy. I like that. We'll go percentage. Go percentage. So yeah, hundred percent. Right. You can't go bigger than hundred percent. And I think that a woman feels uncomfortable. When she's 50.1% dominant in a relationship. I feel like that's when she becomes uncomfortable in that relationship. Anything more than that, I feel like it's unnatural to them and they feel uncomfortable in that space, right? I feel like even a woman at 49% or 50%, uh, I'm not, I can't even say that. I, th- I don't think it should be equal. I think it should be 40. The biggest should be 49.9 and 50.1. That's the highest I think a girl could go in terms of being dominant, right? And the reason I say that is because I've asked Melissa, I've asked Melissa this before, that if she had to choose, would she rather be the one that's doing the dominating or the one that's being dominated? I feel like she would, I mean, let me ask Melissa, which one do you feel like you would like? 100% of the time, you only choose one or the other. Which one would you like? Mm-hmm. I don't think I like those words. Okay, perfect. That's good. Okay, that's because that those are wrong words to use. Um, like because being dominated, that's strong as fuck. Yeah, yeah, right. So would you? Because it kind of involves or relates to physicality. Would you rather be taken care of all the time, or do no one taking care of the other person all the time? Oof. Uh, I'd like to be taken care 
Okay, so I'm gonna repeat the question again. So in case you guys didn't hear it, the question was: Will Melissa rather be taken care of her whole life for the rest of her life, or will she rather be the one doing the, doing the taking care of? Right now, I have to ask other people this, but I, I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna call my friend Tim on the phone. Jesus, I'm just I'm gonna call couple, I'm gonna call a couple of people. I'm gonna call two guys and two girls. Mm, who what girls you calling? Don't worry, none of your business. What's up, man? You on the podcast right now? Say good, say hi to all the listeners. Oh my god! <laughs> all right. So I have one question I want to ask you, right? As a guy that you are, right? If you had to choose, you have two options. The first option is you are taken care of your whole life, or in a relationship with a girl. You are taking care of your whole life or opposite, she takes care of you your whole life. Which one would you choose? Wait, what? That's the same thing. Wait, no, no, no. Yeah, you're hold on, hold on. Hold on. You phrased it wrong. Okay. I, okay. Actually, yeah, that's one was Okay. So, the options are your girl takes care of you your whole life uh-huh. or you yeah. take care of her your whole life. All responsibilities fall on you or fall on her. Which one do you want? 100% of the responsibilities. On me. On me. On you. Yeah. That's what you would want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. Okay. That, I'm, I'm just curious. Just, huh? That's tough, man. So she got her baby. She not doing nothing. She not working on anything? Nope. I mean, I still pick me because I want to be like responsible or something fucked up, but. She's, she's doing all the submissive things in, in, the, in the relationship. So nothing that would result in oh. being dominant, no, like no, working and. It's a regular life. I wouldn't call it regular life. So, like, she's not... You paying all the bills. You making all the decisions. You don't ask her for her opinion. You just do everything. I mean, I wouldn't want that, but I would choose that over her taking over everything. Okay. That should be miserable. Okay, no. now. You said, you said it would be miserable. Why do you say it would be miserable? Yeah. Because if she's making all the choices, I don't know. It's just, like, it doesn't feel right. It wouldn't feel right. It don't feel right. Right? That's what I'm saying. It just, it just don't feel right. Yeah. Okay, so that was the question I had because this is my theory. Okay, keep going. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, my theory is that at the core, women are more submissive than guys. At their core, right? And I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to figure out a question to ask that could prove that. And I'm like, if you had to choose, a hundred percent of the time, do you want to be taken care of or do the taken care of? Being the opposite of that or whatever. And Melissa says she'd rather be taken care of. She's like, I'd rather be the one being taken care of 100% of the time. I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I can't. I don't feel comfortable where I'm being taken care of all the time. I'm like, nah, I don't like that. I feel uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it, but yeah. Right. I mean, I don't want to sound uh, misogynist, but I mean, majority of relationships is taken over by the man anyway. I mm. mean, it's really rare. It's really rare. Well, here's the thing. I don't think it's ever 100% like that. But I think that when I ask... No, no, the, not 100%. No, no. Not, definitely not 100%. Mm-hmm. Guys, and, but it's like more 60-40, I would say. Yeah, and that this is what I was saying on the podcast, is that I feel that 
women get uncomfortable when they have to cross over that threshold into more than 50%. I feel like at their core, they feel uncomfortable. They're like, I feel like I'm doing too much. I feel like I got to do all the dishes. I feel like I got to go to work. I feel like I got to plan out the vacation. I feel like I got to decide the car that we get. I feel like at that point, they're like, it's too much. Like, I don't want to be making all the decisions. Like, I'll make, I can make a lot of them, but once I cross that 50% mark, it's like, nah, I can't, something about you makes me feel like you a bitch. Like, I don't know what it is, but I feel uncomfortable dating you. Like, I can't, I, my, my core inner whatever woman doesn't like this. And you're trying to find out the absolute reason why? No, no, I was just trying to figure, I was trying to make a point that I don't think that uh, women want to be the dominant one in the relationship, but I also don't think that men should be trying to dominate women. I think you should just be a man because the Melissa with that phone call she had the other day, the guy was uh, referencing things like he said he doesn't, he doesn't want to date black women because he does not feel like he can be a man if he does that. And he wants to be a man. And it's like, that doesn't, if the fact that you're trying to be a man means you're not, you are not a man. You either be it or you are not it. And you can't, you don't try to be a man. The only person that tries to be a man is a gay girl. Like, you, uh, they, they try to be what they think a man is. Man. You disagree? No, because if you, if you, if you, if you, if you was raised by a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And you had no father for you in your life, and then you go out in the world, and you really don't know how to be a man, you know what I mean? So you gotta try to be a man in that sense. Hey, you can't just be yourself because you're just mm-hmm. feminine. And that, exa- that exactly, that's my thing. Also, is that I don't think that a woman could raise a guy, a man to be a man, which I think in his case with the guy, he was raised by his mother only, right? Is that true? I'm asking you. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's harder. And that's why I think he keeps trying. I think that's why he said you try to be a man. That's why, I'm think- that's why I think he has to say that because it's like there's no, f- I mean, probably is now, but it's less likely of a figure to be there that could be, a father figure or a man to him that shows me look you just be like this is what you do like that doesn't seem right that don't seem right and i think that even still within that i think that as a guy he knows what it is to be a man but the voice is so small he doesn't really listen to it because he's so used to the the, the woman's voice in his head because it's his mother or his aunt or whatever the case might be yeah and i definitely have some Right, exactly. Because at the at your at your core, you're already a man, and that's that's why I think yeah. the problem is because like now you're doing too much. Because if you are already a man, you don't have to be more than a man. You are a, there is no more. You are this. But if you're trying to be what we tell you a man is, you're not being a man anymore. All right, all right. Let me get out. I gotta get out of the door. All right, later. All right, later. All right, let me see. Actually, ooh, how about this? I call a guy and a girl, and you call a guy and a girl. I had to call a girl. Who should I call? I'm thinking of calling like when I'm like either I might call Hadassah. She wanted to be on the podcast. I'm gonna ask her. 
Wait, damn, you doing the math fast. Oh, that's a good, that's a person to call. I would love to hear this. Hello? Are you wearing clothes? Yeah. Okay, great. So you are on the podcast right now. Say hi, podcast. Wait. She never well, we went away. Well, we can't. She <laughs> You can't. We can't see you. We can only hear you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you want to ask the question you want me to ask you? Okay, so the question is, um, would you rather have to take care of your man like 100% of the time or be taken care of 100% of the time? What do you mean taking care of? Like domestically or like financially? Everything. Yeah, everything. 100% everything. Uh, Either you doing it or he doing it. Say it again. I'd rather he do it. Right? Now, here's the thing. I wasn't sure what she's going to say, right? Because this is one of Melissa's friends that is, uh, she, would you say you're a dominant person? Yeah. Okay. What's the Dominant person. And she even, even her, she's saying 100% of the time. I'd rather be him. <laughs> I'd rather be him. This is my theory. This is my theory. So pretty much what I'm saying is I think at the core that no man wants to be taken care of 100% of the time. At his core. So if you say like 80, 20, they'd be like, all right, that's cool. But if you said all the time, I think all men be like, they'd be like, nah. But women are probably like, I'd rather be taken care of. Like, I'd rather the guy take care of me. Like, I don't want to do all of that. But yeah. but we have a society, you know, we got jobs and education, shit like that. So now girls decide, you know what? A lot of men can't take care of me. So now I got to do it myself because y'all ain't shit. Pretty much, yeah. That's my theory on that. So thank you. <laughs> Later. <laughs> All right. So now let me see. Now I got to call her. I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her. And she, she, now she would be the person right now that I think that would definitely tell me. No. Tell me no. I want to be doing doing taking doing the taking care of, doing the taking care of. Oh, I don't even know how I got on camera. She better answer the phone too. I know you're not in school. Oh, uh, I thought your boyfriend was there. I'm like, I know you better answer the phone. No. <laughs> All right. So right now we're doing a podcast, right? Yeah. So you can't see you know, your face not on. Only can hear your voice, right? Mm-hmm. Question. So. Two options. Okay? The first option is you take care of your boyfriend 100% of the time or he takes care of you 100% of the time. Which one do you choose? 100% of the time. Domestically and financially. I'll take the second option. Which one was that? He take care of me 100% of the time. I'm telling you. I think I'm on to something. I think I'm on to something here. So my theory is this, right? At the core of a man and a woman, I think that the man does not want to be taken care of 100% of the time, right? But I think women would always choose or would rather choose that option because it's just it at their core, like 100% of the time, like all the time, nah, I don't want to do that. Like he could do that. All the time, nah. I'll do some, but like 100, nah. But I think a guy's like, ooh, she take care of me all the time, every day she make decisions? Nah, I don't want that. So I think that... That's, yeah, you got paid for everything, cook, clean. I'll take all of it. <laughs> all right, not good thing. Drive me around. I don't have to do nothing. Nope. I like that. Yep, that's yeah. it. That's all you got to do. Just That's it. Yeah, I like that idea. Tell me, this is crazy. 
All right, thank you. I'm gonna call somebody else. I'm calling another. Uh, no, it's your turn. You gotta call a guy. Yeah. All right. Guy. Thank you. He's a basketball emoji. Is he a masculine man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a podcast. So you actually never met Donovan. So Donovan's Christian. What's going on, man? Nice to meet you, bro. What's going on? So, okay. So I just want to ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. All right. So would you rather, right, your, your girlfriend taking care of you 100% of the time or you have to take care of her 100% of the time? Like domestic, domestically and financially. Um, I'd rather take care of my girl. My percent of the time. Bruh, I'm telling you. So here, this is the theory behind the question, right? I think that at the core, a guy would prefer to take all responsibility if he has the ability to do so. But every girl that we've asked has all said, "I'd rather him take care of me." Even the most dominant girls, the most <clears throat> type of girl, they all say. Mm, 100% of the time, no. I'd rather him do the work and I just sit back and relax. But I feel like guys are not going to say yes to it. It feels weird to say 100%. It's like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah. Nah, see, a lot of girls who um, are dominating like that, they claim mm-hmm. they want a guy that's like that. But when it happens, it's like, I actually want him to take all care of me. You know, I, I, I know I'm an independent woman, but I kind of want a guy to do everything for me. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, this is, that's, it's this is crazy. It is. Yeah. It is what it is. And they want to say it's equal. All girls want to say it's equal, but then I feel like I'm right now we had 100% of guys saying they want the responsibility. And all the girls we've asked have said, I don't want respon- I don't want that responsibility. I don't want 100% of that. I don't want none of that. Yeah, that's a good question. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we can't see your face. We just hear your voice. I was just meditating just now. I just understand. That's why I'm like... Oh, wow. You know, in a vibe. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, how you guys doing, though? Everything good? Yeah, we good. We good. Yeah. I'm going to actually call you back later. Thank you for answering the question. Bye. I was so weak. I forgot I was just on Instagram or whatever. But... I think it was like a video y'all watching and you was like all diesel up. You were like, yo, show it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. That's in my face. <laughs> Listen, man. Bro, back in the day, back in the day, it used to be a little different. Now, mm, I don't, now we like, mm, I don't know, man. Look a little different. Uh, uh. All right, later. later. <laughs> so that was uh, that was our first, uh, or not our first, but people want to have guests on the podcast. That was us having guests. We just had four guests on the podcast. It's seven ninety three. I'm dying. Uh, I don't think that's yeah, that too, or probably open the window because I don't think that's the best option. I feel like that's better than I don't know. I can't tell what's better. Uh, this would just be kind of like a road home. I feel like it's not. That shit is. Mm. Okay, right. We're gonna try and do this. It got hot in here, so here we are. So, um, so right. So this is my. This is pretty much what I was getting at with my friend, who's a girl, who is, who likes girls. Right. So yeah, just why you crack it or something? Or can you put this? Can this go on low? 
You might have to turn it down. It's on. It's on. I don't think it sounds that bad. It's not on AC. It's just on fan. Okay. All right. We're going to see when I hear that shit. And this year is mad yeah. noise. So, pretty much, like I said, the reason why I think girls can't be gay is for that exact reason. It's because somebody has to be dominant more than 50% of the time. And... I feel like when that happened, that's when girls become uncomfortable because it's like that's at my core. That is not my role. My role is not to be that. Um, so I think that was fun having people answer questions. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I, I had that was that was fun. Um, he was saying that he's <laughs> he saw one of the videos that she posted where I used to be bigger and now I'm skinnier. And she she posted he showed the video of my body on the uh, from before and showed me now. And I was just like, listen, listen, man, sometimes you got to catfish a girl to get her. Sometimes you got to give her a, a fake thumbnail, clickbait thumbnail to bring her in. And then, you know, you got to use the SpongeBob muscles, deflate them, and then you go about your business. So I already got her now. So now, you know, so we talked, so again, we talked about that and um, she, oh, so this is what I was saying too with her is that because she has to be the quote-unquote man all the time when she's with her her girlfriend, it's now a situation where she doesn't get that release that she needs because she needs to, if, if things going to die, she needs that that person or she needs that, I think it's, it's going to die, your laptop. And I think she needs a person that can allow her to be herself. Now, the problem is that because she has a dominant personality, and I don't even mean dominant in sense of like, aggressive because she's not aggressive at all in my opinion uh she just honestly the only thing that i wouldn't even consider her dominant about would probably be the way she dresses and i think over the last couple of years it's probably changed more to being more of a dominating outfit than it was before but i think that because she felt more comfortable dressing like that then guys just kind of was probably stared away from her as much as they would have if she didn't dress like that even though i know guys would still talk to her regardless of how she was dressing but i think that that would deter certain men from trying to talk to her and if that's what she feels comfortable dressing in she needs a guy who's okay with her dressing like that and acting dominant or being financially independent or even being dependent independent herself or even being logical which i've learned is somehow tied to men and not women uh which is I, ha I got to do more thinking on that, but it's a weird thing that women are deemed emotional and illogical and guys are deemed logical or supposed to be logical. So I'm going to come back to that. I don't really understand that yet, but I'm going to think about it later. Um, but pretty much when you question things, guys don't want to, I guess a dominant personality, guys do not want you to question them for the most part because usually they don't have an answer for you. That's usually why they don't want you to question them. And if you question them, they feel like you're emasculating them. And if she's going to do that to guys, guys are going to be less likely to talk to her because they're like, damn, I don't feel like a man when I'm around you because I have not put the work in myself to be able to have the answer for these questions. Or I don't feel comfortable enough telling you I don't know the answer to that question. So I'm either going to run away from you or I'm going to try and dominate you by being more aggressive so that you don't ask me these kind of questions again. And I think that's what happens. So, and I, I felt really bad because it's, I know she's not the only person like this. I've talked to other girls who have similar situations where they have a dominated personality for usually, but this is what I've noticed. Women who are educated, who are financially independent and who have a role model or a mother figure 
who was able to raise them by themselves or have a situation where their mother did all of the the hard labor in the house they now have that person as their archetype for oh i can actually do this by myself and they go and they they recreate that so now they have this independent personality because they have an archetype or seen somebody that looks like them which is a woman do it by themselves and their parents really talk to them about being unhappy it's like yeah it's yeah i can do this by myself yeah i can like survive by myself i'm not gonna die but i would much rather have a man here with me and it's not even about having the woman be um like a lap dog it's just i'd rather have a man here to be that 51 percent because now if i have to watch the kids i have to go to work i have to make all decisions in the house i don't want that response i don't want all of that responsibility i don't have a problem with some of it but i don't want all of that i just want to be able to just be a woman whatever that comes with for that person because everything every woman isn't the same because even for her being a woman doesn't mean i'm going to be cooking and cleaning in the house but there are certain times where she might want to just you know roll up in a ball curl up in a ball and lay on her man if she had a man that's the thing that might happen a lot of i'm assuming gay girls have times because even guys have submissive times where it's like you don't want to have to be a dominating person all the time it's it it's irrational and I think that it's, un- I wouldn't say unethical, but definitely illogical. And when you have a situation where a woman or anybody for that matter is unable to let the other side other side of them out, I think it breeds for uh, contempt. And I also think it breeds for, uh, in her case, which is what she would talked about, is where you can like start to explode on people because you kind of it's built up all day long because you you can't if you go to work. And you're trying to be a dominant person at work. You're trying to be strong at work. And then you go to your house and you got to take care of your girl. And then you go to, you know, anywhere else in your life. All your friends, whatever. You're the one that they see as the most mature, as the most dominant, as the most logical, and the most makes the most sense. Everything relies on you. And that's what people want a man to be. But girls at their core are not that. And it would be okay for a girl to do that if when she came home, she was able to actually come in the house, you know, jump on her man, let him pick her up and swing her around. They lay in the bed and she lay on his chest. If she's able to have that pressure release, then I think that it would be no problem with her being a dominant person in her rest of her life, which is why I think you see situations where if you look into BDSM, a lot of quote-unquote powerful men want women to come step on their balls and, you know, put their heels in them and whip them and stuff like that because People, human beings are not 100% dominant or not 100% submissive. You have to have both personalities. And I was thinking about this for myself recently. So I think that, I don't consider myself a dominant person at all. Um, Yeah, I forget she would say something like that. I don't think I'm a dominant person. I think what I've, because I've planned this out for years now. I don't want to have to be a dominant person. But what I have done is I've made myself, I've made my life a powerful, a dominant life. So that way I can be a submissive person because I know everything around me is secure. Everything around me is sound. So if I decide I want to come in the house, it might be a little weird. I would probably think if I came in the house, it was like, oh, what would I do? If I, if I, I don't even know what I would do. That would be weird if I came in the house. What do you think would be weird if I came in the house and did? Mm. That's like a submissive thing. What do you think would be weird? Um, if you came in the house, it's like, oh my God, I had such a long day. And then came like, um, gave me a hug. Like as soon as you walk in, it's like, uh, like, 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 like you wanted me to console you, kind of. Mm. You think so? 
Yes, I think because I've never seen you do that before. Mm. So that's why it would be weird. It wouldn't be weird because like the action itself is weird. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because I haven't come home and be like, oh my gosh, I had such a bad day and. Like, I've never seen you do that. I think that I'm able to be more submissive in the house because the majority of my life, other people will consider a dominant, well, it's more so of a dominant life where I pay the bills, I make the money, um, I am knowledgeable about multiple subjects. Um, what else would you say that you think would make me a dominant person? Because I don't think that... You have a lot of yeah, knowledgeable. Oh, you did say that, right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> he doesn't believe this, but just kind of his freaking appearance. Hmm. That's possible. I can see that. He's um, tall. Eh, not really. He's tall. That's why I say he doesn't believe this, because he doesn't believe that he's tall. I'm 5'11 and You're three quarters. Average. He's six feet. Listen, he's tall. The average penis size is five inches, and if you have a five and a half inch penis size, that's big but come on girls know that's not big so he's tall he has a beard mm -hmm. um what else you put in a thing over there so it's protected it's it's floating what's that mean? like it's in there hold on um what else it's pretty much, um, I think that pretty much covers everything, appearance, knowledge. So one thing that I think was not mentioned that I thought about now is that I think that I have, I'm able to dominate my own personality, which I think is the most important thing. I think that you, you have to have dominance over your own weaknesses and your own flaws. So even if you don't want to go to work, you go to work. Even if you want to lie, you don't lie, even though you might get hurt from telling the truth. Uh, even if you have to cut somebody off or leave somebody because it's the right thing to do or what needs to be done, you'll do it. And I think these are dominant qualities. But again, bruh, I be in the house laying. Bro, I got a picture somewhere. Was that picture that you sent to your friend that day where I was like on the bed in my uh, bad bitch pose? <laughs> I don't know. I'd be just in the house chilling. But I feel like the the space that I've built for myself allows me to be in the house normal like that. However, a lot of guys I think try to pretend to be dumb. So they come in the house and feel like if I have to if I have to yell at my girl, I have to scream and shout, I have to make a lot of noise, and that means I'm dominant. I have to be able to physically overpower her. And it's like that doesn't make you dominant because you say all these things and do all these things, but then you lie. And it's like, you don't even have the strength to tell me the truth and man up to what the consequences might be. You don't have the, you don't have the strength or the dominance to wake yourself up, wake yourself up, at a, wake yourself up at a certain time and go to work. You don't have the dominance to say, Hey, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm going to go home. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to get too wasted. You don't have that ability because you try to dominate your, your woman, but when your friends are, are you and you are at the bar and you get 
crazy drunk, you can't put a limit on yourself. You don't have the strength to say, you know what, myself, I'm going to stop drinking right now. You don't have that ability. And I think the most important thing for a man to do is to be able to have dominance over his own life. And that will translate into the rest of his life. So another theory that I've been having or working with over the last two days is that I, if you look into, I guess, electrons and neurons and atoms and things like that, right? Atoms are... A solid atom is an is an atom. No, is it a, a solid object? Is an object where the atoms are not moving, right? Where they're solid and they're sturdy, and they take up more space than a non-solid object, right? So I think that women are the non-solid object where they're more submissive where water is more submissive than a brick is and gas is more submissive than a brick is and i think that women are more likely to be something like water right so if you are a dominant man in a situation a dominant man would be somebody you would be a bowl or a rectangle or a a triangle right let's say a, a triangle shaped box the water inside the box will conform to whatever that water is, right? It will just be inside the box. Inside the box will conform to whatever the shape is. Mm-hmm. You said whatever the water is. Okay. The water inside the box will con- will conform to whatever the shape of the box is. So if the box is a circle, the water will be a circle. If the box is a triangle, the water will be a triangle. That is what it is. And I think that's most of how women are. I think that if if you are strong enough to, in your own right, to uh let me see if you are strong enough to hold a woman then she will conform and i don't even like that word it's a dirty word but she will what what, what would feel comfortable to you if i say that Mm -hmm. i have a word in mind but i'm curious what you think If you're still, but who's still? The water. But the woman is the water or the man? The woman, the woman is the ocean. So what's the man? Probably like if you do a, a container in the ocean and you take the water out of the ocean and you leave it still in the container. No. That doesn't make any sense. So, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. That makes no sense. Either way. That doesn't make, it makes no sense. Because, yeah. It's, 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 I try. Um, I, okay. Another word. Uh-huh. I think I have a word that I think you might be comfortable with. Okay. So, I think that. It, no, 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 no. So, I think that. If you are strong enough, your woman will submit to the shape of the bottle. How's that? Oh, because, okay, so why, why is there like a, a woman? Why does the word submit or conform have to be in the sense? 
because the woman becomes the shape of the bottle. And I think that if the man is dominating. Okay. That's good. Okay. But I don't like the word becomes. Like, can you, what's like a better word for, like, what's a better synonym for become? Because I like that word, but I feel like you could make it like, you could make, put some, some picante on there. Like, some mouse picante. Like, becoming is boring. I like, I like that. That, that definitely makes sense. I feel like become is probably the best out of those terms. Um. Ooh, match. You think about that? Mm-hmm. You don't like match? I feel like that didn't hit when I said it. Become becoming is a very strong word. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, it's kind of like a like you're you're a woman, so I care. Like a passage, like that's the whole title of um, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Okay, so had to hear from her. It's a woman's opinion, so that's what we're gonna go with. Um, so if you are. Uh, if you're strong enough in your own right, your woman will become the shape of you. <laughs> I feel like your face. Because, <laughs> like, be, you will become the shape of you. Okay, let's, let's, let's get this out the way first, because I feel like this is tripping us up. I believe okay. that there is a dominating factor between men and women. It's not a physical, it doesn't have to be physical, but his presence can make a woman be a certain way. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't be dominating if that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, dominating doesn't have to be, and this is what I have a problem with, is when you're dominating and you're pushing a woman back into something else, right? But, oh, I don't think that's what should happen either. I think that you have to be able to contain her. Like, you have to be able to, and I, don't, I don't like the word control, but you have to be able to maintain what she is. She is, she's water, she's fluid. Like, she's like, she's she's malleable, but she has to have something that is strong enough to give her shape. That's how I look at it. And this is, this is to achieve what? Nothing. This is just like. In a relationship, I think this is what, yeah, I think that, because I think, yeah, I'm like, women are. I'm trying to think of, because I'm like, it's weird because it removes what the purpose of the water is other than to come to the shape of what the what the container is. Um, so I guess I'm going to flesh it out even more at another day. But the purpose of what I was, was saying was that I feel like men are supposed to be more dominant. And dominant means you can't be moved. Okay. Dominant means you can't be moved. And I'm like, what can't be moved? Electrons that are together, that are strong together can't be moved. But women are feel like are more malleable because malleable? Malleable. Either way. Because they're more submissive by nature. So to be submissive by nature, you have to be able by nature to be moved. So I'm like, what can be moved? I'm like, you can move water back and forth. Like it moves it whatever it it, it turns to whatever it is. But I'm like, I don't, is that bad? No, it's not, it's not, it's not bad, but it's something that I guess can be taken. Um, yeah, it can, yeah. So that's why 
That yeah, that's I'm trying to figure out how to what words I need to use for that because because nobody nobody wants to be seen as a person that can't stand for anything. So it's it kind of it kind of says that I can't I can't stand for myself. But I, the thing is, this is the problem. I think that women want to be, uh, like, transformed. That's what I think. That they want to be turned into something, but they have to have something to be turned into. Like, they have to have, like... Like, what's an example? Like, in terms of what? Something that they want to transform into. Mm, like, you mean, like, an actual woman or the water? Because mm. I think it, I think this goes back into the strong woman conversation too. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you want to sit over here? Because sure. I don't know. And then, and then another thing that I have to kind of take into consideration too is that like what I've seen growing up, like with my mom and my grandma. There's no real kind of like paternal figure in in the households that I've grown up in. So as far as I know, like with women being strong and women being um, submissive, it's kind of like weird mm-hmm. because it's not what I, like I understand what the submissive traits would be and everything, mm-hmm. and I understand how women have those traits, but it's just it it's it's not it's it's a weird situation. I don't yeah. know if we're not. So this is what I'm thinking. Falling in the natural flow of things. Right, that's that's what I'm thinking. Because I'm like, if that's the case, because, okay, why do you think your mom wants a man? If she's taking uh, care of everything by herself, she already has everything done, she's good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it fall, same thing for, fall for a guy too, because he wants a woman and he doesn't want. So, but I'm like... But the thing with the reason I brought that up is because I feel as though women have the urge to want to be come something else. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what it means. And you do become. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know what, what it means. Imagine that. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't. I don't have the other side of it yet, and that's the problem that with, with the analogy is I don't I don't have a link between what the water is supposed to be when it's by itself. Because I know, like for a guy, the first thing I thought of right now was that he's empty. He's a container, but nothing to fill it with. And then you have a woman who's water, but nothing to like. Become. She doesn't have she doesn't have a form. Right. A shape. Right. And the guy would be the okay. Okay, that sounds better. Because now, okay, because before it kind of sounded like wo- being think- dominant is being complete, and that's not necessarily what it means. Because mm-hmm. if you're saying that a guy is a, is a shape with nothing inside, mm-hmm. and then the woman, okay, I'm immature. Um, woman is what? No, I said a guy is a shape with nothing inside. Is that a penis? No. Oh, okay. It's a vagina. Duh. Oh. 
that's hilarious. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then and then vice versa. So because that okay, because in the first analogy, it makes it seem like the the women is compl- the women are completely dependent on the guy, mm-hmm. and we can become our best self or transform into whatever this is, um, without the guy being there. But you're also saying that the guys are dependent on the women as well. See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like. I don't think that should hang... I feel like that's where you're hanging up at is where the guys are dependent on the girls. I feel like that's where the problem is. But I don't... I, I definitely think that having a girlfriend... I, I think the problem is. Not what you said. I think the problem is that what the women would be by themselves without a man. Mm-hmm. So I think as a man, you have a solid form, but nothing to fill you up with. You're just empty. Right? You're like a shell casing. Mm-hmm. You're just nothing in there. But a woman is like, uh, she's trying to be solid, but she's not stable. Yeah, but I don't know what you would call that. Electricity? You want to be electric? You like oh that, right? You like electric? You want to be electric? When when is electricity solid? Okay, that's when you put it inside of a coil and it has somewhere to go. That's not no. Okay, either way. So pretty much what I was getting at is that I was thinking about Jello, something like Jello forming. Where it's like, it's liquid at first, but unless you give it a container to form to, it doesn't. But then again, it comes back to, but here's the thing we're trying to, I feel like we're not assessing, is that you're saying that the girl, the guy needs a girl, but I don't feel like you're saying the girl needs a guy. And I think that's the problem. Because you're saying that, yeah, the guy is empty, he needs a girl. But the girl is like, I don't need him. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, because, okay, because essentially, okay, because each can function and can function well on their own. I think that should be said. So the guy with the being empty can function well on his own. I guess. The female. Would you really call it? I don't think that they're functioning well on their own. Well, they can, okay, they can function on their own. They can figure it out. They're, that's what I mean. Like function, they can have an average. I don't know. See, they can I think I think this is the own. problem too. Also, that and this is another podcast that we'll talk about. This is that for God, for the way that we have society set up right now, the things that we deem to be functionable are not actually what's a proper human function for people. So if you're saying he can function, that means what? He can get a job. He can work. Mm-hmm. He can like. Yeah, like, and and it's the same thing with women, where it's like she but then he, can, she but, can but then he kills cats, and she's a prostitute. Why it had to be sexual? She couldn't be like she couldn't do something. She couldn't kill dogs. I don't know, like why. I feel like because you know what's crazy. I feel like that's the the worst possible submissive you can get. Is that you're completely giving your body to anybody? That's what I think. That's why there's a negative connotation behind sex work for women because you're choosing. To be dom- you're allowing yourself to be dominated by everybody all the time for money, which has zero value, and I think that's why it's deemed as bad. Because like at the at the at, wow, that makes well, to me it makes a lot of sense. At the at the very end of the spectrum is you're being dominated by everybody, right? And at the other end of the spectrum, as a guy, is like you're dominating the smallest creature you can. Like you're 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 so strong, but you're killing a cat, you're killing a kitten, you're killing puppies. Like you're a psychopath. Like why are you doing that? So I, and a guy being a prostitute is not like, I mean, if you get fucked in the ass, maybe, but I feel like that's not really what's happening. It's like it's a gigolo might get dick sucked or some every once in a while do some gay shit. But that's why I said prostitute okay. for that reason. Um, and uh, I think you were saying something. Oh yeah, I mean, so yeah, my point was like it both can function on its own, and I think I think the problem that I have hearing hearing it is more so like. 
it's kind of like, are you seeing that I can't function and I can't be great without a man kind of thing? So it's just, yeah. Is that true, though? Is it true? Because I'm like, I heard it was a, a podcast I heard a couple years ago, maybe last year, two years ago, where a guy was saying that he feels like women can't be, I mean, it depends what you call successful without a guy. So what is, what what did they deem, what was the definition of success? He was saying like all the kings and stuff like that and all of the people in charge and stuff. He was like that. He's, no, he was saying that all the women that got to that high power got there because of their husband. That was his take. But like, that was his take. They they had to pass down to them from their husband or from their dad. And then, but who who it's the same thing with the husbands. In terms of what? Like, they didn't they didn't like they didn't um go around and and um get votes and stuff to become kings. Like it it'll be the firstborn son of the previous king. It's the same thing. It's a it's a what patriarchy? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. So it was like. They didn't earn the shit themselves either. It's nepotism. Because mm. it's, it's bloodline more than anything else. My argument to that would be, and I think there's one, but how many women rose up from nothing and became a queen? How many men rose up from nothing and became a king? I feel like there's more. Than like what, but in what sense? Like in, a, in the... I wasn't in the bloodline. I became a king. I wasn't married and I became... I, I rose up and conquered... Where? Where what? Like, in art, uh, okay. Cause I'm, okay, because I'm thinking, uh, okay. I don't have enough information. I don't yeah, have yeah. enough information. I, I'm not, I'm not. But I don't know how much of that is true. Mm-hmm. So. So, I mean, okay. For example, for today, I would say maybe, I'll say Taylor Swift is somebody I know that, and, and Rihanna. Excuse me. Are women who rose up by themselves? I want to say possibly. Why? Why is your face like that? I'm like, it's a really touchy. It's not touchy. It's complicated because it's hard to deem and say how much somebody got from somebody else. That thing, and that's complicated unless you know that's a situation. I think nobody goes up anywhere by themselves. They're talking about with their boyfriend, not just like guys in general. Okay, so you, okay, so you mean like they rose up without any. Like, no boyfriends. They just was like, they didn't get their first whatever until they were already successful. Their first marriage or their first boyfriend until they were successful. I feel like that's more of a of a guy story. I mean, and then, I don't know, because there's a lot of lawyers and doctors who don't have husbands and boyfriends. So yeah, and like I said, it, it depends on what you what you deem success. Yeah. To be. So I mean, like I said, this is a very complicated thing. So I haven't figured this out. I forgot how we even got to this point. Do you remember how we got here? Not at all. Um, oh, we're talking about what women are and what the, the shape of them are. So this is my theory, and you can stop me at any point if you think. Um, I think that a woman needs to have a guy that she can. She can what? Become the shape of. Don't sound right. It don't. And you know it don't. It don't sound right. I'm trying to figure out why it don't sound right. It don't because that's not maybe the whole analogy you throw in garbage. To, yeah. <laughs> whole thing. Those because I'm like I think it's because I understand that the guy has a shape, 
maybe the guy can help her find her shape because be becoming the shape of the guy is, is the part that sounds like like she's no longer herself now because she's the shape of the guy but she hasn't changed who she is but it's the, I think that's what sounds wrong though but she just she just molded to that she's still to a shape uh huh it doesn't have to be his shape but she's with him yeah but do you think I'm the same as you I think you're very to, similar to my to core, me. like to the core, like to your core. I don't think it's not to your core. Your core isn't to be a man. Your core is to to mold to the guy you're with. Yeah. If he's if he's strong enough to contain. So does that your, mean that I'm gonna have to I'm gonna start playing basketball all the time, ridiculously? Because that's not a that's not a but, that's not a male female. But thing. you might become more athletic. I don't think you're gonna go and pick up a basketball and be like, all right, I'm about to start playing one on one. No, but I definitely think that because it's like, if I'm athletic. And we're talking about regular life. I feel like you'll want to be more... And you don't have to be athletic as me, but I feel like your your meter will go up to more athletic. Yeah. As opposed to if I was a slob and you're like, oh, now I want to play basketball. We're like, where'd you get that from, Melissa? Where'd you... Now you want to play basketball out of nowhere. Like, what? I was cheating. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be like, if you want to play basketball, you was clearly with somebody else. Clearly. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what happens. Where it's like... You just move closer to the guy because you're in, you're with him. And the guy that's seen with the female? I think that he changes. I think that he, be, like I said, he becomes, it's an, it's, the, it's an inner thing for women. It's a it's an internal effect that women have on guys. And that's the problem is that you can't really see it necessarily. You could probably feel it if you were talking to them. But I think that for a woman, for a woman, it's more obvious and i think that there are guys yes yeah i think it's funny because look at my body language look at yours what how are we saying your, your knees up i'm directly like facing you like my body is turned towards you oh i mean i was not listen and I don't. It's the thing, though. This is why I think the problem is. I don't. I'm not still thinking. I'm still thinking about it. Whether or not it's natural, because it may be natural to you, but you've been told it's not. So now you're like, I don't want to do that because it's not society. It's not natural by society. But it's like, and that could be a, that could be a girl thing too, because they, I mean, it's all in the same category. Body language for women, they tend to talk to like this. Guys do not want to talk like this. If you see two guys talking like this, they're probably gay or about to fight. Because if if two guys, if you can, you can try it out, anybody listen to the podcast, right? You can't see it. If you can't see it, I'm, what I'm saying is, if you stand directly in front of a guy, probably four or five inches apart, maybe seven inches apart, and talk to him straight on eye contact, straight direct eye contact, I figure at some point you're going to get uncomfortable and want to move. But you can see girls stand right in front of each other like this, face to face, and have a full-blown hour-long conversation about who knows what, and never feel no uncomfortability. But for guys, you feel uncomfortable. So you'll see guys normally standing like, like adjacent to the other person, or what's not perpendicular, where they're kind of shoulder to shoulder, or kind of one is facing off a little bit. Because guys don't like with other guys to be staring directly into their face. It causes problems. But that could be part of that. Either way, I just think that women want to be. And it's, it's so weird because I, I don't even, I don't like saying it because I don't necessarily believe it, but there's truth to it. And I just don't know where the truth is that lies in there. Um, 
feel free to like to reach out to us yes. and kind of because or comment in the, in the comment out. section <laughs> and let me know if you have any opinion on this because I'm really trying to understand because we uh, listen. We might be missing something. Yeah, you're not. First of all, if you try to comment, tell me that women can be more dominated than men and be okay with it. I'm gonna tell you that you're probably wrong. I'll hear you out because you might you might have something I didn't know, but it's, I rarely doubt that women want to be more dominant than guys. I just don't think that. Um, but the problem is that if I speak like this, that that will be a, a trigger for guys to go and be like, yeah, I'm going to dominate my woman. And it's like, no, that's not, the, that's not the point. And I think that the issue is that girls don't want that either. Girls don't want to feel like they're dominated. I don't mm-hmm. know. Do you, feel like, do you feel like I dominate you? Uh, that you dominate me? No. <laughs> <laughs> that shit sounds so wild. Yeah, like... <laughs> dominate like that's ooh, no right. i don't feel like you dominate right me. i feel like he has a very strong it's funny enough ebony and i actually kind of talked about this yesterday too when we were um eating at um the restaurant where she was just saying that she she's noticed <laughs> <laughs> i feel weird but <laughs> she she noticed that like um i think she um she she what's the word she compared your um how you are to being kind of parental because we're talking about the Mm -hmm, whole breakup mm -hmm. and everything like that and everyone pretty much feels the same way well most females at least that i spoke to definitely which way with the with it being parental because i also said that yeah yeah i've heard this my whole life yeah so and then um we just kind of got into the conversation about that and then i had to explain something that donovan said earlier too i need to stop saying that something Mm -hmm. that um was said earlier too was that how um what am I trying to say? Oh yes. Is that when Donovan will speak to me, um, because of just how he is naturally, he, you can hear his voice is kinda deep. He's kinda tall. He's like he just he got a, a full beard and everything. So, you know, um I didn't understand that he was this is just him talking or him getting excited or passionate or or speaking whatever truth it is that he's feeling. So he's not gonna say it passively. He's not gonna say it in a, in a like a in a in a voice that doesn't exude whatever it is that he's feeling. So I would take that as in whoa 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 whoa. That's not like whoa 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 whoa. That's not um the normal tone that I'm used to and. Because I'm living with my, I used to live with my mom and everything like that. When I would hear that kind of inflection in her voice, I would take that as her being upset. So me dealing with Donovan the whole time, I would take it as him being upset. And I think that falls into kind of like the dominating thing. But in that's not something. Because I also feel like in that situation, what would make it worse or what would actually be like a dominant in a negative way thing would be if Donovan was like that and didn't encourage me to speak or didn't want to hear me out. But it's funny because he'll he'll tell me what he's thinking or tell me maybe like what he felt like I did wrong. And I would feel like I shouldn't say anything and I should just kind of recruit into myself and that'll make the problem go away. And he'd be like, why are you not talking? Like, why are you not explaining to me like what you're thinking? Because you're thinking something. Why aren't you telling me? And that in turn encouraged me to be, I guess, more dominant and explain what it is that I'm feeling instead of just kind of making myself succumb to whatever it is he's feeling. So, yeah. A meter. It's a meter. 
I said it earlier. It's called it's a meter. That's the term. You heard it here today first, a meter. So with what you just said, it's okay. One thing I thought I, th- I thought this is where the, the concept came from too originally, and I just turned it into the whole bucket thing, right? Or the container thing. Where as a guy, you have to be able to stand your own ground, right? And you to stand your own ground means you have to be strong enough to withstand somebody pushing you and you don't have to fight back but you have to be able to at least be strong enough with however strong that is to be like you can't push me so i'm gonna stay here with, and, with, and with whatever that is so somebody may come at you and try and punch you and hit you whatever and push you back and they may think you're strong but all you're doing is not allowing them to, not, not allowing them to push you and then i think the problem two things come when the guy tries to assert his dominance I think that's the problem when a guy goes, I'm going to now push my fifth. I'm going to start pushing back against you. I'm not going to hold myself here. I'm going to push back against you. And I think with what you said, as far as the conversation that we have, it's where I feel the reason why I think I get uncomfortable with that when we're talking and then you don't respond is because I feel like you're trying to pull me into being into dominating you. Like you're trying to like if I'm talking normal, what I think is normal and then you're recluding now I have to like do more i feel like i have to like now i feel like now i've crossed the line into dominating you because you're not saying anything like in the baki thing where it's like you just kind of faint or pass out you just like i'm not gonna say nothing i'm like no like i want i want you to have a wall on your side too where it's like okay i meet you here and we meet here we have a conversation as opposed to i push you all the way back to your meter to zero and you don't talk at all i'm like i don't want that I don't want to be dominating you all. I don't want that. I just want to be able to hold my own about what I think. And then you come to what you think and we meet here. That's what I want. Um, so that was just my theory on that. What do you, what do you think? Okay. So, yeah, that was that. Uh, we really got off top. Not off topic, but this is just why I don't think that uh, girls should date girls. This is, all of, this is that, me telling you guys that. Um, for that reason, he's gonna watch you. You're gonna tune into the next podcast and be like, Well, so in the last podcast, I said that I don't think that's today girls, but I don't think that I really delved into it. So we're gonna get into it in this podcast. And then two more hours. <laughs> um, uh, this is way, this is like three hours. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, listen, sometimes it'd be three hours. It's, my, it's a good, it's a good content to me. I feel like this is, oh, yeah, yeah. I, need I, to hear I'm this. wondering if you want to cut out maybe some of the first beginning parts or something like that. I probably won't. I might just, I'm, I probably won't. And I, I do you still want to talk about uh, the music. Yeah, I do. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, this. We didn't even get. To, we didn't even get to the fun part. Like, we didn't even get to the real fun part. So either way, I'm gonna kind of um, wrap up that part of the of the podcast with talking to her because, like I said, I feel really bad because, and I it's just I don't even like talking like this because I don't I don't know if it's true. And I know people are not gonna take it the right way, and because I can't explain it properly, I don't have. Like, I don't know. But I don't think that, I'm going to say it anyways, and you guys can do whatever you want with it. I don't think that a gay girl can be actually and completely happy being the more dominating one in the relationship. I think she can appear to be happy. I think she can try to be happy. But I think there's always going to be a problem where she feels like something is not right here. Like, I feel like I'm dominating too much. I don't want to have to do this much. Um, and I think that that will result in her trying to find another way to become dominated or become submissive. Because when I talked to her, one thing that she said which really stuck out to me, she was like, I can't even see myself with another guy. I can't even see how I would submit 
to him. And I'm like, when she used that word, I was like, that makes so much sense because she's she's more of a dominating personality. So for her to go back, she'd have to the guy would have to make her submit. Or she'd have to choose to submit. I think that's more of a better term. She would have to choose to submit to whatever he is. And then she but then she'll actually reach what she feels happy at. What she feels like, oh, like, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't know how you be feeling when you're happy. How do you feel when you come in the house and you see my my Anyways, my, my dashing I was face? Thinking, I was thinking that it's kind of like mm, she has to submit. It's something. It's something about that wording that it just doesn't doesn't sit right. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, if you feel like it doesn't sit right, I can't tell you if it doesn't sit right because it in your core doesn't sit right, or because you've been told that it doesn't, doesn't sit right. Because um, I'm like, okay, how, me, do, how do I submit? Let me, to let me you? ask you this question: Do you think you're submissive? I think I can be. I think that's the problem. I think that submit means one hundred percent submission, and I think submissive means, like you said, sometimes. So with her, I think it's just more so of like. And and then I don't know I don't okay so okay do you how do you feel like I submit to you? Can you talk about it on the podcast? Oh my, <laughs> Donovan, behave yourself. Um, how do I think you submit to me? I don't think it's submit. It's okay. It's like leading. Okay. It's more like that. Like dancing, like tango. Yeah, it's like it would be like it would be something like that, where it's okay. like I'm leading, but you're, so it's it's still submission, but it's your choice to submit. To, if I if I if I pull you this way and you go, you can pull back. Like I could be like, right, we're going to the right. You're like, no, we're going left. But submit, it's it sounds like there is no choice. It sounds like someone is making you. But do. you can choose to submit or not choose. Let's, 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 let's. Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a, there has to be another, a better word for that. And then, as, and my next question is, how do you feel like you dominate me? Um, see, that's the thing. Submit. As I said earlier, I don't, I don't have to actually dominate you because of the house and financial situation. I don't have to like be like, you gonna do this shit. You gonna fucking you when I you better fucking. I don't have to be screaming at you and shouting at you. So what? what would be a situation in which you would have to do that? Where you make more money than me, but um, if you pay the rent, make more money than me, you pay all the bills, you buy everything, and I feel insecure about it. So to feel like I'm now comfortable, I have to scream at you to make you feel like you're submissive. So being toxic? I mean, that's exactly what toxicity is. That's 100% what toxic is, is when you have to overcompensate. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Because I'm like, I don't think there, I don't think there's, I don't think it's really like that in a healthy relationship where there's really someone being extremely dominant or extremely submissive. Because even, even though, because at, at the, our current living situation right now, or financial situation, Donovan pays for everything. I'm not working right now. But I don't ever feel like, I don't feel funny enough. Mm-hmm. I don't feel less than, or I don't feel like I'm not doing enough. Because remember before, I, even when we first moved in, mm-hmm. I I was working at Starbucks and I would try to buy things 
or try to buy you things or try to and I, that was me being insecure i don't know about the i don't know if it's about the dominance but there is something about donovan taking the lead that made me feel i guess like i was being too submissive but i don't feel that now and in mm-hmm. and in um if you look at this objectively this is a more submissive situation than i'm in so why do you what do you think that is I think I think it has to do with the toxicity thing, where it's kind of like money doesn't have value. Mm-hmm. So I know that I my value is coming from the things that I'm doing that's making me value more value, making us more valuable. Mm-hmm. So I'm still contributing, and it doesn't have to do with how much money I can physically bring in. Can you give me like a recap? Because I'm like, I was, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And then I have to like, because I wasn't listening to respond really, necessarily. Yeah. Like I was I was trying to like, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. So I didn't hear what the point Because, excuse me. Excuse me. My point is, I don't really know if there needs to be a dominant and submissive person. Like, constantly. Like you said, it's a meter. But th- this is what... Okay. This is what I think, though. I don't know how it would be if it was the other way around. If I was dominant, you were submissive? Listen, we could figure it out. We could. We but could. see, that's the, this is what I think would happen. I think that... And this is where I think the problem comes in. I think that as long as the guy is at 50, he, he will always be fine. Which means that as long as he can take care of himself, he'll be fine. So I don't have to make more than you, but I should be able to, if the relationship has, I should be able to pay enough in a relationship or do enough in a relationship for us, for me to. So if I get a record deal right now, mm-hmm. million dollar a year, mm-hmm. and you don't have to do food delivery anymore, mm-hmm. would you still choose to do food delivery? Uh... And I say I'll pay for everything. Because obviously I have money. Wait, I would. The only reason I would do that is if I'm taking the time to start a business and make money and make more money. I wouldn't take that off to be like, all right, I'm on vacation now. So I, I wouldn't be like, oh, you make a million dollars now? All right, I'm about to go sit down and I wouldn't do that. But, so right. if you can't start the business right then and there, you would still keep doing food delivery, even though I'm a millionaire. Yes, yes, probably. Because I'm like. Because I'm like, what would I do? You don't have to do that. What would I do? He says, I can't start the business. So I'm just going to, what I'm going to do? I have nothing else to do. I guess. I mean, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like I, something I, would, I would not want to do that. I would not be like, all right, you make a million dollars. I'm just going to sit in the house and be I, like, yeah. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. So, Okay. Okay. So, like I said, um, so I think that if the guy's making 50%, if, I'm going to take a deep breath. I don't think it would be a problem if you were making, what happened? I don't think it would be a problem if you were making more money than me mm-hmm. and I was, and we're still in this apartment and I can still pay all the bills I'm paying now. Like if I can still afford to do what I'm doing now, 
that just means that I can pay less mm-hmm. and use the money for something else, or you can pay all of those bills and I take my money and put it growing something else. So as lo- as long as I have enough to su- to to provide or to give to the relationship, I feel like I would still be fine. I don't think I don't think I'll be insecure, but I've never been in a scenario since I stopped running a game that I felt like that. But then again, I don't ever. Yeah, I don't ever. I, I talk to some girls that make more money than me, but I never felt like I mean, that. You can't live with them, right? That's what I'm saying. So, and again, it all comes down to, like I said, game is very deep. This is what I said earlier in the podcast. I made sure that my life is dominating enough that I don't have to go and overexert it. So I have information. So I'm like, yeah, you may make six figures, but where are you gonna put the six figures at? You gonna you're gonna do it? Buy clothes, and not you, but you're gonna buy. Uh, go on vacation so that's cool but you could have invested it in Square and tripled your money already listen I know I don't make six figures so I don't to talk to okay? alright I was talking to them I don't even think I'm talking to you oh, well I, I don't make six figures guys so not, not yet not yet don't worry <laughs> she will I'm telling you so I don't I would not um, I, I made sure that okay I'm still I'm still valuable that's what I made sure. That no matter if I'm broke or not, I'm going to be valuable. So if we're in a relationship and I'm making no money, listen, I, I know people that can get you what you need. I know where to go. I know how to build myself up. I know how to make you laugh. I know how to do other sexual things pretty well. <laughs> you feel me? I know how to do things that... <laughs> and honestly, to be completely honest, if, if I decided that I was going to stay home, right, and... My mom texted me, I'm proud of you. Um, let me just leave them just. Uh, this is not as weird when it's from your mom, I guess. But either way, um, my shoulder went like this. I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Um, I would probably go out and learn physical therapy or massage therapy. I would learn how to like uh, cook. or like, I would go and add more value to myself. If I wasn't working and you made a million dollars a year, I'd be like, you know what? I could finally learn how to like give her proper massages. Now I'm gonna go to a massage class. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna go to like waxing school, and I'm gonna go to like whatever things I could, whatever stuff. I'm like, I'm gonna learn how to build a frit. I'm gonna just learn how to do mad shit. Like I, I'm gonna learn how to do something to add value. I can't just be like, all right, I got it. This somebody buy me this, buy me that, get that for me. I couldn't do that, except if it was New Balances. If that's what some expensive New Balance, I would definitely be like, he making a million dollars, like. So, can I get them new balances that came out yesterday? Or he even asked for PS Five. I'm slacking. Bro, I wouldn't have time to. I have time to play it now. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, gotta get a PS Five. <laughs> so that that was that for that conversation. Um, but yeah, so like I guess I'm retiring to wear masculine and feminine because I'm only gonna use submissive and dominant because I think that so it's still questionable. We will find something. Yeah, um, I think that women are like water, still. Until I come up with a better, which which is funny enough, but I like, it. I but, like the water. Yeah, but how are you gonna be with a man if he like how does what's the man's role in the water? Yeah, y'all a boat. We the boat. My big boat. <laughs> yeah, so you could drown in the water, y'all. You keep fucking around, but you know you the boat and. Oh lord. So. Nine. I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, so it's gonna cut to this part, and you're probably gonna be real confused as to what happened. So we started filming part of the podcast for next week today because it's this podcast is like two hours and almost three hours uh, long it's definitely three hours long. it's almost three hours long 
he's he's gonna have fun sorting through this shit. Bruh, so I'm going to save this for the next episode of Melissa talking to this guy. Cause like I said, I'm running out of energy. She's running out of energy. There's still more to go, and I I want to get through this better than I'm getting through it now. Maybe I'll leave some of it in just so you can kind of get an idea what's happening, and I'll go over it more next week. So, um, remember, like I said earlier, consultations. I'm gonna start charging for them. It's free right now. I don't know how long it's gonna be free. A couple months, maybe till next year. I don't know. You can write me in my DMs. You can go to the podcast page, which is the Bamboo Project underscore podcast, and everything. All the other pages will be in the description for the YouTube and the description on the <coughs> on the podcast websites, right? Um, oh, I forgot. Oh, two more things I want to say. I saw Kelly Stamps this week, which is kind of cool. Um, told I fuck with her, her videos, and Melissa bought clothes for the Bamboo Project clothes. So now, fabric. bought fabric for the clothing. So now we're going to see us with new clothes soon. I don't know when, but you're going to see us with new actual merch type clothes and things that she created herself. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, I'm on Instagram. She's on Instagram. I'm Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And Melissa is Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. And I think that wraps it up. So Bamboo Project out.